What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 65 of your mom's favorite threesome, and we're back after a long um, break between last episode and here. Uh, had a little bit of life get in the way, uh, but we're back here today to recap everything that's happened since last episode. Um, I think a much well-rested weekend of sports took place. I know I um, was able to watch a little bit, but now that baseball season's over and I can cleanse myself of that, mm. I think that is a, a step in the right direction for me. Uh, but for your mentals, too. Yeah, my Oh, for sure. Definitely mental, uh, physical, spiritual. Uh, <laughs> just add everything in there because um, Yankee baseball was really dragging me down. So, uh, But before we get to talking about all that, let me introduce the boys to the pod. What's going on, y'all? What's up, Pod? What's up with you guys? What, what you is guys going on? It was funny. When I was walking up, I was sitting there. And I was like, man, I, f- I feel like it's been a while since I've seen you guys. Uh, you it know, really it, has, it's just kind of funny. It's been a, you know the full week or whatever. Life is uh, crazy. Yeah, I mean, we got all got a lot going on and everything. Um, but, you know, it, it is nice to get in here and be able to talk some sports. A lot has happened since our last episode. Uh, but... I just want to know kind of what's going on with you guys. What's uh, how's life going? Yeah, not bad. You know, busy. You know, I have uh, just work and then uh, you know watching sports and then I'm just running through a shit ton of horror movies right now. Oh, just uh, you know trying to get a bunch knocked out before the you know months end. So really, that's been about it. Yeah. Me, I'm uh, I've been doing this diet for the past three weeks. Nice. Um, you guys know how much I love food, so it's kind of tough me cutting back the calories. But I've already lost like 15 pounds. Sick. So uh, I've been doing that, and uh, the lady, the lady left to go to flight attendant school. So um, good luck to my girlfriend. Good luck, Chris. Flight attendant yep, school yep. for the next six weeks, and then you know your boy gets to travel the world after that. So I'm not mad. There you go. Pipping but, all uh, over the world. Yeah, so just going through that stuff, you know, just typical life stuff. But missed you guys. Ready to talk some sports? Yeah, you know, hell it's yeah. It's good having the boys over talking a little sports. So yeah, no, um, you know, you're, you're mentioning uh, you know movies stuff like that. I, I've been trying to get myself to into watching some scary movies. Uh, been looking for like newer stuff that I haven't seen or, or just something that I haven't seen in a while or whatever and uh, was hoping that, yeah, maybe I get some suggestions on today's episode. So maybe here at the end, maybe we could throw some suggestions for myself and the listeners of maybe just something we can um, add to the list before the uh, the month is over. Um, you know, run out of time. It's crazy how fast October is gone mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm going out of town this weekend, going to Shreveport. Uh, my buddy CJ is getting married. Um, and got to go. Yeah, I'm the best man. So is it during the OU game? Uh, It's at night. And and to be fair, I will. Okay, first of all, let me let me put my stance on fall weddings. (laughs) No, (laughs) why? No, it's the best time of year for a reason, and I don't need a wedding during that time period. Oh my god! So you've got football. You've got you know. It obviously, now the NBA has started, which we're going to talk a little bit about. Uh, and, you know, playoff baseball, everything going on. And then you've got a wedding in the mix of that. Not for me. Not my cup of tea. CJ was trying to do the right thing. He planned his wedding literally around OU's football schedule. 
because originally when this the times would come out, OU Iowa State were supposed to play on a Thursday night, and um, so he booked the wedding venue and everything for this Saturday because it was supposed to be on Thursday. Well. Eventually, that got moved back to a, a Saturday, oh. mm. and so he's like, "Guys, I tried." So that's yeah. all I can ask. He, he he did his. I mean, honestly, his game's bigger than ours. I mean, he's got uh, OSU, Kansas State, and um, yep. you know. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. But yeah, anyway, I just spoiler alert: my wedding today. I get married. We'll probably be in the fall. So just deal with it. I mean, we <laughs> we went to a fall wedding about a couple of weeks ago. Dude, I've been to now, granted, seven weddings this year. The OU game was 11, so that worked out well. <laughs> yeah. Seven weddings in a year time. I actually had talked so. to a guy here recently, and he was like, um, he would he, uh, he asked if I was going to the OU Iowa State game. I'm like, oh, man, no. I was like, I've always wanted to go to Ames for a game, but, yeah, not going to make it. I got a wedding this weekend. He goes, ugh. A fall wedding. I was like, "Yep, there you go." Uh, he gets it. So, so, uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, got that going. But yeah, hopefully, um, gonna get to watch the OU game before all that takes place, and um, might be golfing that morning, so might have to have it on the phone. But no matter what, we'll be watching that. I'm excited so you're to to golf see. In the morning. Yeah. So yeah. you're gonna drink golf, drink and day golf, and yep. then have the wedding that night. Correct. Man, you're setting yourself up for failure. And I got to give a best man speech, so that's going to be interesting. So, oh, oh that slur is going to be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's like the best man speech from old school. Yeah, <laughs> talking about was pretty funny. Tony's was pretty funny. Yeah, Tony's was pretty well, funny. Tony's was pretty it funny. A long time, it also it got touched funny. up a little bit by his brother Nathan. Yeah. Um, he oh, yeah girl. yeah Nathan Nathan uh, gave him a little touch up on it. So there you go. <laughs> I've seen some good speeches, seen some bad speeches. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to just land somewhere in between. So, uh, I've got some, I've got some good stuff though. I'm gonna finish writing it here, uh, probably tonight. Um, but yeah, so. Dude, I'm never saying any type of speech at anybody's wedding. <laughs> give you guys a heads up. Oh, uh, there's a few people that I could. Uh, yeah, it would be an interesting speech, <sighs> but uh, luckily with CJ, nothing too crazy is gonna be said. But good, good. Um, Anyway, we might as well dive into stuff, man, because uh, since we last recorded, uh, we had obviously this past weekend, uh, everything that went down with college, OU, of course, on the bye week. Um, The big game that, you know, kind of we want to break down first probably is the OSU-Texas game. Um, You know, obviously it's OSU's homecoming. Everyone's super excited. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Texas gets on them early. It's kind of what I expected, kind of what I, I, I kind of envisioned that game going. But uh, OSU able to fight back and uh, eventually pick up the dub there. Now, I want to start by asking you. I, I know, um, Antoine, you've had a lot going. I don't, did you get to catch any of the game? Or Man, I've caught, like, bits and pieces of the game. Well, um, go ahead and ask, ask. Well, and then, of course, Sam, you said you got to watch a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think OSU won this game, or did Texas lose this game? It's weird. I I, I kind of lean more towards OSU won it, and I just say this mainly because Spencer Sanders won it more than Ewers lost it. Because I mean, this for the first time you really look, you saw Quinn Ewers look like a guy who is in his first year as a full time starter in college football. I mean, especially in that second half, I mean, he was very bad. Yeah. 19 for 49, 
Um, it seems like the wind, it was a very windy day in Stillwater. It seemed like the wind kind of affected him. Um, he just made bad decisions through three picks. Um, you know, the OSU defense, you know, the front, we all know the front seven is very good. The secondary has been much maligned this year. Um, but they really stepped up, uh, when they needed to, uh, and made plays. I mean, like I said, the winds for, it didn't seem to affect Spencer Sanders that much. I mean, so it was, I, you can't use that as an excuse. I think Spencer Sanders just outplayed yours and that he won it more than I would say Texas lost it. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, OSU won this more than Texas lost it. And, and I'm going to say this. This this is a game. Uh, this this was a matchup, <clears throat> I feel like, of two teams with a lot of talent on it, right? So you can't go into these games thinking that, I mean, what's a clear-cut victory for OSU if they blew them out? You know what I mean? So yeah. I just think it's one of those games where you have to go in there expecting it to be gritty. And you're going to get hit in the mouth, and you got to get hit right back in the mouth, and that's exactly what happened. And to what to to go off what Philly said, this is just Spencer Sanders' game. He had a better game, which is what he's supposed to do. You know, I think he's the captain of this team. He's probably the best player on this team, and he needed to go out there and get the job done. And you know, looking at his stats, they entrusted him. He threw the ball 57 times. You know, you throw the ball 57 times. That's letting you know right there the coach is putting it in your hands. So he was able to get the job done. Um, so I'm going OSU win the game. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree with that. I'd almost say OSU's defense won this game. Uh, they hold Texas to three points in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, really mm-hmm. showed up when it mattered. Uh, even when the offense stalled out a couple times, you're like, "Up, oh, this is where Texas is going to, you know, go right down the field and score and and um, you know eventually pull away and." or, you know, whatever it might be. And the defense uh, stood strong and, and kept OSU in this game. Um, you know, one thing that is starting to kind of peek in a little bit, I'm not going to go crazy on it uh, just because I don't believe that it's enough to make a, make a lot of noise about yet. But, you know, if you look at the, uh, the penalties in this game, uh, <laughs> uh, Texas had 14 penalties against them. For 119 yards, Antoine, you know how many penalties OSU had? How many? They had zero. You know, if that, was, penalties. if that was at OU, you would think you would see people start calling for home cooking. Oh, for sure. And this is, this is where things just get a little interesting just because by far, OU and Texas are the, most, the two most penalized teams in the Big 12. Um, it, it, it's kind of interesting because obviously the, the two teams that are leaving the Big 12 – are the most penalized here. I think there's a couple things that go on that. I think Texas and um, OU have shown that they've just not been as disciplined maybe as other teams. Yeah. So I think there's a lot that goes into that. But I, I just kind of wanted to put that in the, the tickle file for later because it's like 14 penalties and zero just seems a little lopsided. I mean, to me, I, like I said, I didn't get to watch the full game, but I watched enough of this game to where, you know, I was like, Man, you just kind of kept thinking that one of these OSU drives were going to get stalled out by a penalty, and it never came. Well, it's just, you know, it's weird to me for as much as everybody says that holding happens all the time. Yeah. That a team, I mean, not even just one call. Um, I mean, like, I'm not calling it for, it was home cooking or anything. I think Texas, you know, they just got outplayed, honestly. Um, I think one thing is, you know, when you have a young quarterback that's struggling to, um, 
one thing that they can always rely on is having a great running game. And when you have and when you have one of the best running backs in the country, um, he got twenty four times. He only caught one pass. I mean, it just seems like you would want to give him the ball even more. I mean, he was averaging five point eight yards a carry. I mean, I just you know going away from that for me, that just felt like it was pressing by the coaches, and of course, then obviously it's putting a lot of pressure on yours. Um, and of course, the defense, the front seven especially, put a lot of pressure on yours. So. Yeah, and that one uh, catch that you're referring to was a 41-yard touchdown catch uh, from Robinson. That's, yeah. So, I mean, like, I agree. The, the dude needed the ball more, um, especially with the struggling quarterback. Yeah. Um, I think, too, it's one of those things where it's like you hate to put it on such a young quarterback, but when you're in that quarterback position, man, the whole team feeds off of your play. Yep. Right, in my in my opinion. And I think Robertson is probably – did I say his name right? Robinson. Robinson. Bijan. Who am I thinking of? Why did I say Robinson? Um, I don't know. But I think Robinson is probably the best player on the team. But everything still goes through the quarterback. They yeah. expect you. So, I, I feel like if you look at that game, you see how dominant Robert, Robinson was. God, I can't say his Just name. say Bijan. Yeah, Bijan. <laughs> you see how dominant Bijan was. But, you know, it's still the quarterback has to get him the ball. Yeah. So. And especially, I mean, obviously a lot of pressure on, on a, a freshman quarterback yeah. mm-hmm. to go in there. It's a hostile environment. You know, many people said it was the loudest that it's ever been there. Um, you know, there, so there's a lot that goes there. You were just looked like a freshman today, you know, or that day. Um, and that, I mean, and that's normal. You're yeah. going to have those kind of games as a freshman. That's where a great, you know, experienced running back comes into play, mm-hmm. and why I believe that, yeah, he should have probably got the ball even more, you know. Um, Texas got to find ways to help protect Ewers because although he is very good, and I believe he's going to be, you know, uh, we're going to be talking about him for a, a long time, uh, you just got to find ways to put your quarterback in a position to be successful. And yeah, agreed. When he was having a bad game and they kept trying to stretch the field – on those passes, clearly that's not putting your quarterback in the be- best position. Not saying he couldn't make those throws, but there was a lot of wind. Mm-hmm. He clearly didn't have, you know, his accuracy. He wasn't uh, comfortable. That he's shown. Yeah, I mean, he was – and credit to the defense for making him uncomfortable. Cause sure. Because what? He looked pretty damn comfortable against OU a few weeks ago. Well, their defense so, sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, that's my point. <laughs> I mean, it's just like OSU, I mean, I don't think OSU's defense is anything to – Right home. About. I don't think their secondary is very good. Their front seven, though, the especially the defensive yeah. line, yeah, is good. That defense is, good. is and, and that just shows you that you could be an incomplete defense, but when you have uh, pressure on the quarterback, when that front is really determining the game, um, yeah, I mean, you can uh, you can still make big plays with your defense, even sure. if it even if it is half you know struggling on one side and you know successful on the other. So. Um, OSU has put themselves in a very good position here. Yep. Um, after beating Texas, they got at Kansas State. Obviously, this weekend it's going to be a good game. Right now, Kansas State favored a point and a half. Um, that doesn't seem. I, I mean, it seems seem a little that. crazy. I mean, because I I think um, especially after last week, Kansas State looked decent for you know about a half against TCU. Um, kind of end up, you know, it's hard to say blowing it, but. I think TCU is just the better team. 
Um, will they lose both? They will they lose obviously Martinez, which I right. missed what happened to him, so I don't know why he left. But then Will Howard comes in and he starts you know playing lights out football, and then yeah. he goes out, yeah. and then they're down to their third string guy, and then it's like then finally whatever that magic was for the backups, it just yeah goes away, dwindles away. But um, like I said, they find themselves at Kansas State, then at Kansas, then uh, host Iowa State. And then at Oklahoma, and then at home against West Virginia. I do wonder if Jalen Daniels will be back for Kansas. Now, I think Kansas is obviously starting to revert back to being Kansas, but yeah. then they do miss him. But I think if they can get Jalen Daniels back for that game, I'm not saying that they're going to beat OSU, but it makes things a little interesting. If, if OSU is able to win this weekend, if they're able to knock off Kansas State, they put themselves in an absolute um, driver's seat to get in the Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. Um, they will have a win over uh, Kansas State, Texas, Baylor, um, with those teams being a game behind them anyway. So it's really a three-game swing there. Sure. Because they'll have the win over them. Um, they win this weekend. I think we're going to see a rematch of TCU-OSU in the Big 12 championship. That's a good – that's probably um, a good thing. And I think yeah. it's really what we're waiting – I mean, that's what needs to happen. I think those are the two best teams in this conference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hope that obviously one of those games that OSU can afford to lose if they win this weekend will be against OU. Of course. Uh, we can, you know, rattle, rattle a little bit. But OSU's done well, uh, a lot better than we – I think we all predicted – uh, for them to be, um, they were losing, on somebody's pretenders list. If I'm like losing a lot of uh, <laughs> talent, you know, after a lot, that defense and everything, and like uh, like Sam has said though, that that front has really kept them in a lot of these games defensively because they are giving up a lot of points. But when they need uh, to make a play, they're, they're, they're doing it. Yeah. So, um, and I think obviously we before the season started, we said that Spencer Sanders had to. You know, build off what he did against Notre Dame, and for this most season, he's actually he's done that. No, yeah. for sure. And um, I mean, outside, I mean, the TCU fourth quarter um, is about the only time where I was like, "Well, there he is. That's the Spencer Sanders of old that we're used to seeing." Um, but for most of the season, he's been pretty excellent. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I have. I think he's near what he needs to be for this season as a senior, as you know, uh, the leader of this team. He's put himself in a really good spot. Um, obviously, he's got a few more big games ahead of him that he's going to have to continue to show out. Um, he could come back next year, yeah? I don't With think. The COVID thing? I know, but I think this is his fifth year. Um, I think so, too. I think he – I think I've heard that, but I yeah. haven't heard – you You would – I would expect – I would listen to, like – I'll listen to some of the like local sports talk guys sometimes. And when they talk about him, they normally when they believe someone's going to come back, especially around this time, they start talking about it. I haven't yeah. heard one. Because okay. I actually think Spencer's making himself some money this season. Because um, you look at man, how the NFL's going right now. I mean, you know, having a good backup quarterback or even, you know, even if he can't, even if he does not make it as a backup quarterback, he's way too athletic for him not to find something on the team. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think uh, quarterback is the way he should obviously go. But um, he's – I mean, he could definitely – I mean, Skylar Thompson, he found playing time this year. I mean, yep. Sam Ellinger is getting ready to start for the Colts this weekend. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's there's a spot for him in the NFL for sure. Yeah. And so 
I mean, I think it is a thing that he could possibly come back. But, again, I haven't heard one guy mention about him coming back next season. So, okay. a lot can change. Yep. But Well, real quick, let's, the team that we're saying that's going to be probably playing against OSU in that Big 12 championship, TCU, um, you know, we, you alluded to obviously knocking out the two quarterbacks. Do you think TCU is on – is this a uh, – like a um, team of destiny. Well, uh, yeah. Are they make believe, or is this a? T- are we really ready to say okay? TCU is very good, and they they could be definitely competing to get in that playoff. I think TCU's offense is very good. Um, I think Max Duggan has played out of his mind. Um, I think here's the thing that I don't think we we've talked about much. Um, and while I still believe, you know, Spencer Sanders is good, um, you know, Max Duggan's playing out of his mind. I mean, this is probably one of, one of the lower years of Big 12 quarterback play. Um, so you find guys who, I mean, you look at the two best quarterbacks right now in this conference, it's been Spencer Sanders and Max Duggan. And when, you know, you, you look at it right now, you got to give it to Max Duggan because he did beat him. I mean, when you say Max Duggan's the best quarterback in the league, I mean. Yeah, what's that really What's saying? that really saying about yeah. the league? No, I, I do agree with that. And but just real quick, I'll, I'll let you count on that. But TCU's defense, I do think, has holes in it that you can exploit, much like you can with OSU. Yeah. Um, so I, well, I, th- I just think their offense, they have too many playmakers on that offense. They have they have elite guys. Or I don't know if – I mean, Keandre uh, Miller is – I won't say elite, but he's very good. I mean, obviously, Quentin Johnson is elite. Um, but they have playmakers at it seems like each level. I think uh, I agree with you on the offensive side, and I think also with that offense, the best defense that they've played, one could say, would be Oklahoma State's defense, right? Would you agree with that? Like have they that, played like Iowa State yet? No. no. Okay. They haven't played Iowa State. They play the Iowa State's their last game. Okay. Right. So, yeah. Then yes, I would probably say I would probably say yeah that uh, uh, Oklahoma State's probably the best defense. Well. Oklahoma I don't know. K State's like, defense, I think, is ranked yeah, pretty high. As I said, they're not. They're not too bad. Out. They're pretty similar so right there. But they're comparable. Yeah, OSU. So I don't know. Like I think TCU is an extremely good team. Um, I don't know if you guys are asking that question to see if they'll eventually get in the playoffs or something. Well, I mean, like if that. they went out, they're in. I mean, there, there's no if doubt. They about went out. That. They're in, but they're going to get. I think they're going to get stumped. I, I, I do too. I mean, like I, if, I do once think. Once they get to the playoffs, I think they're going to get. I think there's well, two teams. If they make it to the playoffs, it doesn't matter who they play. I, I do believe that too. I mean, I. What's I their think, signature win? OSU? Yeah. Yes. Right? That's That'd their be. signature win, and they barely got that win. I mean, a win is a dub is a dub, and they played hard to get that win. I'm not saying that they don't deserve full credit. All I'm saying is if OSU is your toughest test, and OSU is a good team, but they're not. Elite like these SEC teams. Well, I think there's. Let's be honest. I think anything like that. I so. think there's probably. You look at teams. You look at real like national championship contenders this year. I think there's. Georgia, right now, Georgia, you look Georgia. Tennessee. I mean, you, I would go. I mean, I would do Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State. Not it's not particularly in this order, obviously. Um, you know, I mean, Bama. I you know, know the way they they performed against Mississippi State's offense is is one thing, but you know that that you know when I was hearing stuff about Bama, you know how the crowd was really getting to him at Tennessee. Now, granted, that was an electric crowd. You just don't hear that out of a Nick Saban team, and so I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying 
that Ohio, that they can't turn it around. I would probably have them in like a tier two. Um, I mean, right now, I w- I'll tell you this. I look at Clemson and TCU as teams who, obviously, if they went out, they the good shots get in. But both those teams, I think, right now get blown out yeah. Yeah. going into the playoff. Especially well, the way TC, Tennessee is clicking. I'm not trying to get off track. Yeah, I know. I know. We, but, at some of these teams. But we go, talking like, about the you know playoff and, of course, like and it, it's, uh, Preston's right. I mean, if TCU – I mean, what the Big 12, I mean, we could talk shit on the quarterback play, but as a conference whole this year, the Big 12 has been the deepest conference. Yep. Um, I mean, it's – I mean, compared to other conferences, so – um, it'll be it's going to be interesting how the playoffs go, but I mean, obviously, I think right now TCU's in like a tier two, maybe like a tier two B. Yeah, as far as like playoff I teams. Mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, if right now, Bama and TCU played. I mean, I think T- I think uh, Bama's going to be favored. I mean, fourteen points at least. Well, how much were they? They were favored by. They were favored by twenty one over Texas to begin the season. Uh-huh. So I would say they'd be 14, 17 points. Yeah, yeah that's about right. I, I think somewhere in that range. Um, so that just shows you the difference between Tier 2A, Tier 2B, mm-hmm. is because I don't believe Bama is good enough to win a championship right now. I don't They've either. They've got the best player in college football. Um, I'm willing to say Bryce Young is that guy. He's him. Yeah, he would uh, be it. He is but, him. But that team, is there's something wrong. There's they, it's just not there. Defensively, they're a nightmare. They're un- they're they're not. They haven't had the. Um, we talk about undisciplined. Undisciplined. Yeah, they've been very undisciplined. I mean, there's just too many things there that Is it are too just comfortable for them. They don't have the playmakers at receiver either that they've had in the past. Yeah, I mean that's a big but, thing right there. Is it too comfortable for them? Well, I mean, at Which, some point, if you were Nick Saban, if you were Nick Saban, and everything that comes with Alabama, right? How do you light a team under? How do you light a fire under this team's ass? What do you do? Take them out of their situation, maybe take them somewhere else to practice, maybe get them a little uncomfortable. Think about how comfortable it is at Alabama and everything they have. Oh yeah, and I always think a loss. Have, and the fact that you have Bryce Young on your on your team, right? What do you do? You got to make them uncomfortable. Light well, a fire under you know, their ass because things... I feel like they don't want it. No, we are like saying they... this, and they only lost by three no, right. no, no, to Tennessee. So, I mean, we, no, we no, are saying no. this thing about I – mean, that's what I'm saying. But they – it's – you know, sometimes a loss does tend to wake a team up. True, true. Um, and I mean, like I said, they Especially came out – Especially in Tennessee, like and Miss, the way they lost. And Mississippi State's not a bad team. And they obviously have a – they have a good quarterback, good offense, and they just got shut out. I mean, here's one yeah. thing that I do – I mean, obviously, you don't want to be – you don't want everyone to talk about every week's performance because you hoped that you're probably getting better throughout the season and everything. But, I mean, I do want to go back to that. Texas's defense shut down Bama. It was that one drive that Bryce Young had that ends mm-hmm. up winning the game there. Uh, but if Texas had any offense, Texas wins that football game. And we're, not, we're sitting here talking about Texas being just awful on defense. Uh, you know, how bad OSU made uh, off the – Texas offense look. I mean, so there's just like, what's that say about Bama? Why was well two weeks ago they just barely beat A and M, who yeah. that who's worse than I probably would say worse than Texas and obviously worse than Tennessee. Well, I think it goes back to there's a reason why scheduling has been the way it has been for Tex or for Bama because clearly every time they go into a hostile environment they are not the same football team. They Tennessee, they lose. They're undisciplined. 
Tennessee or uh, Texas. It was at Texas. They, they, you know, should have lost Mm -hmm. the most undisciplined team I've ever seen Saban have uh, during that game. I mean, there's. They talked about how bad Alabama plays in these on these true road games. Um, There's something to that. I don't know why exactly that is, but for what and I think it does go back to a little bit of that comfortability that you're talking about. Um, because when they're uncomfortable, they they do not look like a national championship team. Question for you: What team in the in the NCAA right now could you honestly say, anytime they play a team another team, that that they're getting that team's best, or oh, yeah. they're they're getting that team's best effort? Let's just say right. that. Well, you look what at what team would you say? I mean, to be I mean, you look at any team that's usually ranked pretty high. But I'm I mean, you like, you are gonna get you are always gonna get their best. True. But you know what I'm saying. Well, no, but Alabama, Alabama is Bama's the, the standard the team. Right? They are the standard, the standard. Yeah. exactly. Hundred percent. So I feel like everybody, even anybody that's worth anything, like Texas, Texas has talent. Everybody knows that. We just didn't believe they could put it together like the way they have, I guess, so far. But they're going to get their absolute best. As awful as their defense is, or you said their defense is bad, right? Yeah. As awful as their defense is. That defense came out there to hit them in the mouth and play. Yeah, they did. So we yeah, we got to look at these Alabama games, understanding that when they're playing any quality team, that team's going to go out there just to buzz Bama's ass. They don't even give a fuck if they're winning the championship or not. They're just going out there just to say we beat Bama, point blank. That's now, how I feel about it. That being said, we were saying all this, and if and not this weekend, but next weekend, if, if Georgia beats Tennessee, then Bama's right back in it. Yeah. True, and I mean, and that's what's cr- that's what's wins, crazy bro. is that Bama's been that way. Uh, you know, they're a play away from losing to now about the biggest dumpster fire of a team th- at this point in the season you could possibly have, being Texas A and M. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, as OU fans, let's, let's no, no, yeah, hey, no, but the expectations no, for A and M, they're a dumpster fire. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they had to suspend three guys today. Two of them have already been suspended once this season. Yeah, uh, that were all top like forty recruits. I mean, they're they're going a whole other direction. The I transfer report is going to hit them hard. Oh, hard! And I'm I, telling you that. And there coming. should be one team that should be going in oh, after I, some no, of those players. Me, I saw that today, and I go, "Hey, we can change them." Oh yeah, there's <laughs> dude, there's <laughs> dudes <laughs> on that <laughs> defense line that if they yeah. want to transfer, oh, yeah. then okay. come on, hey, we'll, we'll change them. Um, Anyway, all that to say, yeah, it, it is crazy to think um, that we, we find ourselves where there's three teams probably. I think we would all say that are your 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 uh, your A team, mm-hmm. and then after that, it starts falling off. Bama falls out of there Let's just say, by default. Like how we called TCU a two B. Yeah, we call Bama a one B right now. One B. You have your you have your three. Yep. And then you have your one B. Um, now, as far as a, uh, a tier two team, uh, we should be talking about the Michigan Wolverines because, uh, I mean, all they've done is just beat the shit out of everybody they played. Yeah, and and you know, I, I will say they have looked better than I, I than I thought they would after losing as many players as they did. Um, it kind of. Reloaded in a sense. Well, that JJ him finally making the switch to JJ McCarthy has been huge. But Blake Corum at running back with Donovan Edwards has been a pretty dynamic. Yep. Their run game, the go with that defense, which I agreed everybody they had to replace. Um, they've looked very good. 
Um, now that being said, um, they did play. They beat the shit at Penn State, which I mean was very impressive. Uh, the day James Franklin beats a top ten team is the day we probably need to go to the lottery because uh, and we win it because it's probably not going to happen. But uh, I think they have entered that tier, that second tier for the as far as national champion talk. Yeah, the problem with the, pro- the problem with the Big Ten for me. <laughs> I could go on a whole. I know, about yeah. That. But to uh, what I'm trying to say is, you go back to the tiers t- to me in that league. It's Ohio State, then tier two is Michigan. I don't think Michigan's on the same level as Ohio State. Last year, everything just kind of fell perfectly in place. I was wrong. I, I was the first to admit it. Mm-hmm. Michigan went out there and whooped that Ohio State ass. Uh, that's what a great defense can do because they slowed that de- uh, that incredible offense down. The problem is that offense has gotten – it's hard to say better, but in a lot of ways they have gotten better even since last year. Uh, another year under the belt. Um, and no one's really talking about Ohio State. Well, their receivers are – I mean, they're so deep at receiver that they could lose someone like a Jackson, Smith, and Jigba and yeah. still be firing on all cylinders. The biggest thing for me of Ohio State this year is that their defenses look better. It, it, it's looked better, and I think they're, they're moving in the right direction. They're starting to put it all together. But that, that Tier 2 is Michigan, and then after that, there's such a drop-off. I agree. And that's why I'm like, I can't believe in Michigan until they do it to a team that it makes – like, I can be like, okay, because, you know, you were starting to get a little high on Penn State, and, I, you know, I started kind of believing in it a little bit, thinking, wow, th- you know, this team is showing that they can be to that level and play with a Michigan and even though that score was close, uh, you know, early for a on, yeah, for early on, I mean, Michigan was killing them. I they mean, only had like nine yards. Yeah, it was like for like a good quarter. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely punishing them. And that's why I'm like, okay, I, I believe Michigan is better than I than I thought they would be, but are they to the Ohio State level? And it's absolutely not. And. You know, I'm just gonna have to ride that train until I see Michigan prove me wrong. I agree with you. I just don't feel like Michigan has really played anybody other than Penn State that you can sit there and holler like, "Oh man, this team's for sure gonna compete for a championship." And if you look at their upcoming schedule, their toughest test is gonna be Ohio State in, on the 26th. Well, yeah, I mean, right? they, they have so, no one. I mean, there's no one. Um, there's, there's no one else. It, I mean, Illinois, Illinois, Illinois ranked number 17. I mean, Illinois is playing. They're playing good football, but yeah. I mean. They're, they're not going to be able to compete. Yeah, I mean, to be quite else. honest with you, I mean, you're talking about Illinois is probably the fourth best team in the Big Ten. I mean, Penn State probably is a third, but there is a drop-off. Um, and it would be just like Penn State this weekend to give Ohio State problems. No, you're right. And I that's mean, what's so funny. Is and, like, and Happy Valley, it would be that would be it. But, again, the Penn State, I, want the, I give you know James Franklin shit, but, uh, I mean, Penn State's biggest problem is who they have at quarterback. I mean, Sean Clifford's been there 17 years, <laughs> and uh, he has not done anything for any of that time. I mean, it's, you know, again, I think with Michigan, one of the biggest things for them, obviously it's been surprising with their defense, you know, playing well. But like I said, that move to get J.J. McCarthy, who's a more athletic guy, who's been a better passer than I expected, um, get, making him the starting quarterback has been a big thing for them. And of course, that running game's been fantastic. So. Do you think Harbaugh crumbles under big grain pressure? I think I was saying this last year too, but can well, you guys name me a big game, NFL and college, other than other than the game last year? Can you guys name me a big game he's actually came through on? 
Well, I mean, those NFC Championship games, I think, were big. They got him to the Super Bowl. I, I mean, mean, doing that. No, I mean, okay, but he got. And he just didn't. He just he didn't gets like to a point, and then he doesn't. And they kicked the shit out of Green Bay in the NFC Championship. At some point, at some point. You put it on the coach, but you got to also put it on other things. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. That that Forty Niners team was. I need him to have his Kirby Smart moment. Was I mean, you you can only coach so much. At the end of the day, the players yeah. are the ones they who have to the execute. Plays. You yeah. have to put them in a position exactly. to be able to execute and so successfully. I, but I do agree. I mean, I, I've always said, you know, Harbaugh's a good coach, but he's not ever been able to go that next level nope. because of those very things. I, I thought he was going to turn Michigan around more than he has. Uh, I mean, I know they're just in the college football playoff last year, but but that's always a, a thing that could be a, a, a like said, they got blown out. But getting there, getting past Ohio State, yeah. those oh, are always well, that, like small good steps. Hundred percent, I, I agree with that. Problem was, you go right into the next season where you're now Ohio State's bitch again, and I think they're going to get punished. And because well, that, that Ohio this. State team remembers what last year looked like. I will say this until and I mean obviously until it's done. I can't call them their bitch yet because because they haven't won. They haven't won it yet. I so, but I, I'm just saying, like they, they they find themselves right back in Ohio State's sh- shadow. Sure. Even though they beat them last year, no one's talking about Michigan in that sense. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's Ohio State." It's Ohio you know what's, State. But it's what's Ohio wildly? State. But the thing that's odd is that, to be quite honest, I mean, even though Ohio State's the number what number two three team, mm-hmm. Michigan's what number four. You actually just haven't really heard much about either one of them. It, yeah, especially even over the last few weeks. I mean, you know, they beat you know beat Penn State, Ohio State. I mean, obviously they beat your favorite team, Iowa. Um, <laughs> which this was the most. This is the most Iowa stat ever, and it's if I have feel anything bad for Iowa, it's their fucking defense. Iowa held Ohio State to 133 yards at one point, and they had scored 33 points, and it's because Iowa had turned the ball over already <laughs> four or five times. Yeah, they could not move the move the football whatsoever, and yeah, a lot of a lot of bad plays. Um, no, it just it just shows you the difference because I, I agree. I believe I think Ohio State is in a perfect position right now because they're flying under the radar. Maybe Michigan flying under the radar under Ohio State's radar even is he, is is even more you know is even a better spot mm-hmm. because yeah what happens if all of a sudden Michigan goes down and beats Ohio State they're right back in the the uh, playoff and uh, you know I mean they're going to probably be playing one of two possibly three SEC schools well let's think about it. I mean you, they're more than likely going to get I mean you think about it Bama right now, who – I mean, Bama doesn't really have – I mean, you just talk about the SEC real quick in the West. Um, I mean, who's their biggest challenger left? I mean, LSU. No. I mean, we always say that because LSU's only gotten right. better than what uh, – They keep – They improving. keep each week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, again, it, you don't look at anybody left in the West and be like, you know, they could probably beat them. I mean, the Ole Miss game, because it is at Ole Miss, I imagine that – which obviously Ole Miss just got exposed by LSU big time, and I was very skeptical of Ole Miss. I was um, too. I mean, their schedule I mean, was. We talked about it just because of the whole, obviously us getting Lebby, mm-hmm. where what how Lebby's going, how Ole Miss is going, all that. So yeah, do, did I think they were the number seven team in the country? Absolutely not. Yeah, and if that's the number seven, that means my God, the, the other six teams must be just so much better. Because I did not believe in that at all. Was, but, were they ranked higher than TCU? Yeah. Yeah. That makes TCU. no. That makes no sense. I agree. 
Um, but yeah, you're right. So Bama at, at LSU at Ole Miss. That's two hostile environments for Bama to go back to back to. There's they're right now 14 point favorites in both those games, hmm. which is you know funny. I will um, say Jaden Daniels with the way he's been playing. I give the defense has been playing pretty well, but with Jay, the way he's been playing, that's been the biggest reason for me why LSU has been able to take like these next steps. Yeah. Um, he gives them he gives them some shot. Um, I mean, if the quarterback at the I mean if if, T, if the whatever they had at quarterback at A and M can put up twenty points against Bama's defense, I think Jane Daniels can score some points against them. And once again, kind of what I, we're just talking about the hostile environment. Um, those fans got to show up and make Alabama uncomfortable because clearly that's a thing. Clearly, those players are getting rattled because we talked about all the offsides, call you know the the false mm-hmm. starts, all those things that Bama teams don't usually do that they have been doing this year. Well, you got to ex- you got to exploit that. You got to continue and get get those fans involved and uh, make Bama uncomfortable. And I'm sure I, I think they would have a shot. Uh, I think Bama's kind of hanging on by a thread right now. Uh, as far as just kind of blowing up, you know, the car breaking down. Mm-hmm. Obviously very talented because they have a lot of the best recruits in the country with the best coach. Um, so that's a deadly combination. Sure. But after that loss, now they have to run the table. Uh, you know, they're going to get Georgia uh, or Tennessee, Tennessee. Uh, in the SEC championship. It's a lot of pressure, to which Bama's found a way to do the last few years, you know, uh, run the table. But – you know, not every team's the same, and yeah, I'm just I'm curious to see how that all plays out. But um, oh. yeah, it's it's really interesting to see how uh, this this year finishes. It really, that. yeah. And I will say this: not only do they have, and I I it's not hard. To, it's I can't argue with the Bryce Young we said about him. They also have the best running back in the country, and Jameer Gibbs. Boy, he's good. That guy is. I don't know how Georgia Tech got him. Yeah, I don't know how he, he they got him, but. Bama's got him now, and he is to Bama and college football to what Alvin Kamara is to the Saints and to the NFL. No, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, a lot of those um, announcers and stuff were talking about that, being like, we've seen a lot of good running backs come here through uh, Alabama, and this guy is right there up there with all those guys. And, I mean, he shows it. I mean, that Tennessee game, he, he did pretty much whatever he wanted. Um Boy, that game was so fun. It was it was a uh, it was a <laughs> it great was so game. Fun. It was so electric. Um, you know, we come off, you know, earlier in that day, and we will be talking about them here in a few se- a few minutes. But you come off, you know, oh, you break, you know, snapping their skid, and then you just follow what followed that day. All the games that followed, I thought Michigan and Penn State was going to be a good game. Clearly, it was glad I got to watch the OU game instead of that one. <laughs> and then you just watch TCU OSU. Tennessee, Bama, um, you know USC, Utah that night. I mean, that was one of the better college football weekends I I've watched in a long time. I mean, could not agree more, man. And that's why I was saying before we had started, it was like this past weekend. I almost had to like take a break for a second. Oh, you had to buy. Preston had to go almost go on a buy because <laughs> yeah, it was like I, I'd been through so much. I was still riding with the Yankees, trying to ride that ship out. Obviously, that didn't play out well, but, uh, you know, it was just very uh, – a lot. And i um, ready to get back on it this weekend, though, um, even with the wedding. We'll find a way to, to watch football <laughs> and all that. But I um, I don't know. I mean, we, we should obviously talk about OU real quick just because, 
you know, we're talking about all these other teams in the Big 12 that are you've already made their um, made their uh, noise and kind of mm-hmm. where establish themselves, and especially in the rankings. Yep. Where here at the bottom of the bucket, <laughs> sure, you've got Iowa State and OU. You know, Iowa State's defense is clearly very good. Yep. Um, unfortunately, they have not been able to put it together because that offense has struggled. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got OU coming off their best week offensively that they've had with the new regime. Um, something's got to give, right? I yeah. mean, it, it, you find yourselves in a position to where, okay, OU got um, got the bye week, hopefully get guys healthy, uh, get everyone back on the same page. Another week of just coaching, everyone getting um, more used to each other, getting gelled. Um what do you, what are you looking at this weekend as far as what what do you need to see and what do you expect to see? Well, let's start. I'll start on the offense side because that was the best side, obviously, two weeks ago. Um, one, I I know it's it's kind of crazy to say, but it does look like this offensive line is starting to gel, and that running game is starting to make strides. Mm-hmm. Eric Gray is going to be is the most under talked about. Running back in this conference, Which, by the way, leads the nation in yards per carry. Did I mean, not know that seven point three yards carry. Wow. He was. I mean, he's been. I mean, he, like I said, one of the going even go back to that Texas game. I mean, he did just about everything he could possibly do in that kind of situation um, when they were running the Wildcat with just him, just basically running it right down their throat. Yeah. I mean, he was able to pick up yards. Um, keeping that running game going between him and Javante Barnes, or even if Marcus Major gets some run, is going to be key. Um, I thought the biggest key in that Kansas game is that Dylan Gabriel took – they tried to take away the deep ball. Um, well, they did, and he just picked apart those 5- to 10-yard passes, um, stuff we haven't seen him really do that great this year. Um, he was very accurate. Um, I – even a couple times he threw the ball away um, to keep drives going. Um, that was very key. I think he's going to need to do that again against this uh, Iowa State defense. Um, if they're not going to give up the give the if they're going to play high safety and not let the deep ball beat them, they're just going to have to take what they what the defense gives them. And if he can do that, then I think they're going to have pretty good success. Um, obviously, he can't turn over the ball three times, um, which is obviously uncharacteristic of him. Uh, this season, uh, he's been very careful with the ball. So keeping that going, um, you know, this gonna be it's a physical defense they're playing. So the receivers are gonna have to win some one-on-one matchups, um, which is gonna be key. So, and then as far as on the other side of the ball, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, two weeks ago the defense did make it did look like they made some improvements. I know they gave up 42 points to a backup. But during that second and third quarter, they had stretches where they had multiple three and outs, um, even some turnovers. Um, you know, like like you said, the bye week. Hopefully, they can get some guys you know healthy, mm-hmm. get them back, especially Billy Bowman. Yep, that safeties, would be key. Yep. Um, so, it, and that's just going to be that side of the ball. Which which of the poor units is going to uh, take advantage? Is going to win that matchup? And it's going to be interesting to see. Antoine, what do you need to see from a, a three-loss OU team to kind of help get them moving forward for the rest of the season here? Um, I think just consistency on the defensive end. Um, I, I remember us talking about it in the beginning of the year how we saw the defense kind of swarm towards the ball. I would like to see that energy again, in my opinion. 
I want to see you guys out there every play acting like you're going to swarm towards that ball. Uh, I think with Dylan Gabriel back and him being healthy, I think that what did he miss? What did he miss time with anyway? The concussion. Was it yeah. a concussion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with him just being him being in that piece and, and the offensive line gelling, I think your offense is going to be if they can get the ball, if they can figure out a balance between um, going for the deep shots and getting the ball to Eric Gray. I think your offense will be okay. But I, I personally just want to see a lot more energy from OU. I want to see – I also want to see what they what they have planned for um, – what they have – what type of energy they're going to – I want to see more energy from the defense because with Venables, he's a guy that's a defensive-minded guy, and I want to see what changes he's going to be able to make because this next year, I think you guys are looking forward to next year. This next year, you want to be able to see him come in with that same game plan, have this defense come in with that same energy of how they're going to finish this year out. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to see. I want to see that defensive energy. I think the offense is going to come with the talent, especially now that you guys have some fire star recruits getting ready to come next year. Yep. So I think that's going to come. That's going to that's going to be okay. But this defense has been an issue for OU throughout the last year. So. You know, Marvin Mims getting double-digit targets is also going to be key. Get the players that need the ball, get them the ball. I mean, here's the deal. What I want to see, what what I'm hoping that we're going to see on Saturday is that Iowa State has the better defense on paper. Mm -hmm. I want OU to look like they're the better defense on the field. Um, You know, that's their call. That's Iowa State's kind of bread and butter. They're Mm -hmm. what they're hanging their hat on is the defense right now. I want to see OU get out there and expose Iowa State's offense. Uh, they've struggled. That's why they've got four losses this season. It's definitely not because of the defense. Yep. I want to see us be able to move the ball uh, against Iowa State's defense, um, take care of the ball, get the playmakers involved, and then on the defensive side, slow that offense down. Put all that pressure on um, – Deckers. The, yeah, exactly. And make – Iowa State feel like they have to score every single time because that defense uh, or because, you know, you're matching the energy and everything like that. Put the pressure on, on, on you know, both sides of the ball to make, you know, I, I still feel like we're the better team. So go out there and play like it. Yeah. Show it consistency. I mean, that's a big thing. You know, the first three games we thought OU was, you know, playoff bound, right? We haven't seen that energy and that kind of play since those games. Mm-hmm. You know, there were shades of it, um, you know, the other night, forced the turnovers and all that. But I want to see a complete football game. I'm hoping the bye week, getting people back. Like I said, another week of just coaching these kids up. You know, you are who you are. Um, I think you can get better. I don't think these players are all of a sudden just going to play like five-star players. But no. I want Venables to coach – and get the very most out of these guys. There's a reason why they were recruited. There's a reason why those guys were, you know, could have gone to other schools. Make them, you know, get the most out of their ability and what they can bring. These players, you know, we're talking about next year's class. It's the deepest class OU's ever had. More players are coming in than ever before in a recruiting class. Those players are coming. That's great. But the guys you got now, get what you can out of them. Take it all, you know, get every every bit of talent that you can play and finish the season strong. Defensively, have some pride. 
offensively, get it to the playmakers, and hell, I mean, we can run the table. I, I, I agree. I do agree with that part. I think, I mean, this schedule, the end of the schedule, it, it I mean, it nine and three is definitely on the table, and four and eight is definitely on the table. Um, but I do think winning before the bye week. Getting healthy, and if they can come out and win on the road in a hostile environment, Ames, I don't care if they got four losses, Ames is going to be fired up. Yeah, it's tough to play there. I mean, you talk about, I mean, like I said, uh, you know, Bama always gets everybody's best game in the Big 12. I don't care if they've got three losses, OU's going to get everybody's best game. They're going to get every crowd's OU best energy. Sure, yeah. um, so they need to, and there's going to be, this is going to be a game where Woody Washington is going to have to play well. Because he's going to get matched up with Xavier Hutchinson a lot, yep. and that dude is an All Big Twelve type receiver. Um, so they're going to get they're going to do exactly what we need to do for Marvin, and they're going to get him as many targets and as many opportunities to touch the ball as possible. So I was just getting ready to ask, what do you guys want to see more? Do you want to see them get the ball to Marvin more? Or do you want to see them kind of uh, do a run, run, run and pass to Air Gray a little more? What do you think will get the job done against this Iowa State's offense? Well, I think right now those are your two. Defense, I'm sorry. Those are your two, like, obviously, right the way – those are your two kind of big playmakers. Um, obviously, over the middle, um, I think OU I, – I know they've got some pretty good linebackers. I do think they might have a, a mismatch there with Braden Willis. Um so I think those are three guys right there, and you know it's bound to happen at some point. Jaleel Fruits about to break out. Yep. Um, so this will be a great time for hit for them to try to set some things up for him. Um, maybe start doing a few, give a few of those jet sweeps away from Drake Stoops, and start giving it to a guy like Jaleel Farouk or Marvin Mims. I mean, you got to start getting into your playmaker's hands. Um, the matchup between uh, John uh, Heacock and uh, Jeff Levy is going to be a good one. Because, what do you uh, want to see, Preston? What do you want to see? Well, open up, I mean, uh, essentially, just to piggyback off what he's saying is, is, yeah, you get it to the guys who are going to make plays. That's what you have to do. That's what we've done a very poor job of doing this season. You know, the fact that Mims could have had that stat line against Texas, it drives me insane. I don't give a shit who the quarterback is. Yeah. You get the ball to the best receiver on the field. I mean, you just you find a way. And I, I, I will talk more about this later when we get to the NFL but a perfect example is everyone knows that Patrick Mahomes is going to Travis Kelsey. Everyone knows that that guy is the guy, and it doesn't matter what defense you play, they find a way to get him the ball. They created that little freaking play, the little pitch play down on the goal line to make sure they have targets to get him the ball. They just they find ways to get him the ball, and that's what makes it special because they, they know – well, he gives us the best opportunity to win because when he has the ball in his hands, he's deadly. Well, that's exactly what you got to look. We talked about this offense going into the season. Dang, like I know a lot's changed and we got a new quarterback and new offense coordinator and all this, but, man, there's a lot of talent on that offense. There's a lot of guys who can freaking ball and who have balled before, and it's like we those guys are still there. Those are still the same guys we, we were talking about and have that talent to be able to be, you know, uh, superstars, I mean, next-level kind of guys, will get them the ball. Don't I don't care how you do it. Find ways. And that's why it falls on Lebby. Lebby, you've got the talent, man. It, you know, it's not – the offense, it just forget how to be an offense. Mm-hmm. Like the guy – the skills level is there for these guys. Find ways to get them the ball. Go out there. Dominate Iowa State like you should. 
Um, because, like I said, I, I have a feeling that we're going to see that Iowa State offense have some success, and we're going to be like, okay, they can't do it against anyone else, but they're doing it against us. Like, that's what I want to try to, you know, nip. Get away from yeah, her, yeah. And, and set the tone. Set the tone and be the University of Oklahoma. Have some pride. The rest of the season is a pride season, and what are you willing to give? Because those guys that are coming in next year, obviously they haven't proven anything or anything like that. They're coming for your job. Deepest class ever to have. They're coming for all these guys' job because these are these are Venables guys. You know, this isn't guys who anyone else recruited. These are Venables guys coming. Yeah. They're ready. They're ready to buy in. Finish the season with pride. Finish, you know, your senior season, all that stuff. Finish strong. Find a way. Maybe go run the table. And you said there's a lot of talent on this team, right, already? Yeah. Before. So, it's – I feel like personally, it's more on the coaches. I, no, that's right? a big part. That's what yeah. I said. That, that's why I'm so like focused on. I want to see what the defense is doing. I want to see the foundation that Venables is going to set for the rest of this year, going into next year. Because yes, the players have to go out there and execute, but it's your job to get them ready. Let's be honest too. The uh, big key is Dylan Gabriel just needs to build on the confidence he had yep. two weeks ago. Yep. I talked about three turnovers. There was way more good in that game from him. I know the three turns isn't great, and it does take down a little bit of that performance, but there was a lot more good from him in that game than bad. And so if he can build on that confidence, those big, the big shots, are gonna, they're going to happen. They're going to open up. You just have to you know, stay, keep, stay accurate, take what they give you, and then when those plays do open up and Mims is going to be open for those deep shots, just, just, get, just revel in that because they're yeah. going to be there. Hey, you talk about coaching. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on these coaches. You know, we, we talked about, okay, well, you don't fire a coach after one year, all that stuff like that. I'll tell you right now, Venables, and it's, I'm not saying fire, I'm just saying Venables lost to Kansas State. It's like, okay, like Bob lost to Kansas State, Lincoln lost to Kansas State. It happens. For whatever reason, they match up well against OU. Mm-hmm. Then then we got embarrassed against TCU. And it yeah. was like, okay, well, that, that can't happen, like, TCU wasn't supposed to be that good. I know that they're turning out to be, you know, that good. Mm-hmm. But, right, okay, I mean, we got freaking changed to ESPN News yeah. during that game. That's okay? embarrassing. That doesn't happen at the University of Oklahoma, okay? That's embarrassing. It, it sucks. It I, sucks. I, and trust me, if I was a coach, I would be freaking pounding that to these players, right? Okay? Then we got shut out against Texas, okay? So now you got a rival, you got an embarrassing loss, and then you got, the, of course, the, the Kansas State loss. It's like, okay, wow, this is really starting to fall apart. If they go the rest of the season and don't figure out figure it out and they end up losing to OSU too, another, you know, rivalry game, I'm telling you, man, it, it's uh, it's a, it's going to stain and only put that much more pressure on next year. Is it, it is it a loss that would do it? Cuz what if they go out there and they have just a a, a well-executed game? It came down to maybe a few turnovers. They end up losing to OSU. Are you guys going to be on his ass about it? Or are you just going to say – because you guys are already said, like, right. this season is kind of a wash. Right. But you just want to see them go out there and be prideful and, 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 and execute plays and different things like that. I don't feel like you could say we'll be on your ass if you lose the game. My standards are pretty low. But like I said, it, 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 it's, it has become a wash – season yeah but now we find ourselves in a position to to be able to, to 
you want to see energy build momentum going into that yeah. next yeah. year, right? Because all these games are 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 winnable. I mean, I know OSU is it is at home. You know, their I mean their offense has been very good. Their defense has had had some issues at times. It's a winnable game. I refuse to believe that we're going to continue to watch OU have these plays where guys are no one's twenty yards around them and give up these touchdowns. I refuse to believe that's going to keep happening. Yeah. So you cut those out, right? Then you get your offense rolling, and you know you give up points, but your offense is scoring enough points. You can be in any game. That's what I'm looking for. I want to see stop giving up easy touchdowns. Play. Uh, get the ball to your skilled players, score points, and let's just see what happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't get embarrassed. There's not one. Not one of these teams should embarrass OU. OSU's good. I give them that. That's fine. They should not embarrass OU. Yeah. No. So and let's 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 be clear. One other thing, OU, that you need to do is you need to make sure that Dylan Gabriel stays upright. Yeah. Yeah, because if he's not if he cannot protect him at all costs, because if you can't, then yeah, then you start looking at okay, we might get embarrassed now. Yeah. No, because I, I mean, obviously, I don't think they're beating Texas, but they're not getting shut out if Dylan Gabriel plays right. that no, game. No, we score points in that game yeah. for sure. But um, um, so give me give me a quick prediction, so we and then we can move on. We can do do a quick run of other prediction games. What do you think? Uh, for OU, OU OU Iowa State. Oh, he's gonna get the win. Um, I think it is gonna be a lot of a lot of defensive plays that end up being the difference in this. Um, they keep it close, and OU wins this game, thirty-one twenty-eight. I you, I I you got my the same. I got the same points. I got thirty-one twenty-four. Um, I will say this: I've seen at least OU, even if it's against bad teams. But I've also seen them at times against K State, and like I said, against you know even a few times at Kansas, I've seen them play uh, you know competent defense. And I have not watched Iowa State like all for I can't remember a game I've watched them where they've played like just a full on solid offensive game. Oh no, yeah. So I think OU wins. I think they win thirty one twenty four. I think they probably they get maybe one or two turnovers. Um, they slow that offense down, um, and I think Gabriel. And I think Gray and Gabriel make uh, some big pl- uh, make plays. They hit a deep pass to Mims on one. I think they do enough. They get the win in Ames and kind of project kind of going up towards the end of this season. Uh, I'm going OU, and I'm going with the score of – I'm going uh, 34-21. I think That'd be Sam nice. is due for a big game. A really big game. Uh, I think he's going to have a big game, and I think uh, I think Gabriel's going to have a big game. I think they're preparing for how good this Iowa State's defense is, and I think they want to come out here and make a statement. Statement, you know, even though you know you could say the season's a wash, I think they're I think they're going to come out with a lot of energy. I think they're going to be super fresh. They're it's either going to come out two ways. They're either going to be super fresh. And ready to go after the bye week, mm-hmm. or they're gonna come out ready to go, but a little rusty because of the bye week. Sure. Um, but I'm I'm expecting it. Looking at the passion that Vendables has, I'm expecting that this bye, this bye week that they were busting their ass in practice. Um, so I'm thinking they're I'm hoping they're gonna come out with the big game, and I think they're actually gonna come out and 
put up some points. Thirty four. Sure. So I'm going thirty four twenty one. I like it. Um Eric Gray's gonna have hundred and twenty yards rushing the tutty and fifty yards receiving. Sixty that, yards receiving. So that'd be good. I would like that. Um let me just run down some of the scheduled games. Uh Thursday night, Utah, Washington State. I know that usually I mean on pay, someone looking at it may not be too sexy of a game, but Washington State does have some playmakers on offense. Mm-hmm. They have played hard against some teams. Um, I like Utah in that game, though. I like them probably about, I'll say about 30, I'll say about 35, 24. I'll, yeah, I'll go kind of what you said about the OU game. I think I think Washington State will put some points up. I think Cameron Ward's a good quarterback, but I think Utah, Cameron Rising will get it done and we will keep marching towards uh, – I think the big next big game next weekend are against uh, Oregon's coming up. Yeah, it's it's a few weeks, uh, three games away. But yeah. by the way, can we talk right. about Oregon a little bit? Are you are you guys liking the changes they made since the beginning of the season, or are you kind of still like, well, let's see them play somebody a little more real? Well, I think it's funny how good Bo Nix looks when he gets out of the SEC. Yeah, uh, I think that's really been one of the biggest keys, and I'll say this too. As far as the first-year head coaches go, Mario Cristobal did not leave the cupboard empty for – especially on the defensive side oh, for right. Dan Lanning. No, you're right. Um, problem with here, – here's my problem with Oregon, right? We saw them play Georgia week one. You know, Georgia absolutely embarrasses them. Um, doesn't look – and no one's forgotten that. So doesn't matter how good Oregon finishes this year. No one wants to see them in the playoff. No one wants to see it, probably any Pac-12 team. Now that uh, USC lost last week, um, they've really put themselves in a bad spot because of that Oregon performance. Um, you know, I Sam and I, which, by the way, I was very happy to hear from friends text me after that USC-Utah mm-hmm. game and be like, wow, you were right. And I was like, can you say that again? Because... <laughs> We, you know, we'd been saying that that old. I mean, I I thought it was probably going to be a little worse than that. It was, yeah, in that sense. But it did happen. Utah ends up winning. USC finds itself in a position now to where they a have to run the table now, and and but even at that, I don't think it's going to be good enough for a Pac-12 team to get in the playoff because mm-hmm. of that Week no. One loss no. that Georgia uh, no. gave Oregon. I mean, who's who's coming out of that that four spot? What's what well, I'm saying? I mean, it just it, you would had yeah, Pac-12 no had to nearly be perfect. They had to be undefeated mm-hmm. and show that they could, that they could compete. Um, I think USC was the team that everyone kind of elected just because it was Lincoln Riley, because it was Caleb Williams, everything that that comes with that. And after that loss, there's just no way that you could justify that USC would belong. So, yeah, it's nice to see the changes Oregon's made, that they are a better team. I, you know, I, they can run. They're a better th- team th- against people that aren't in that Yeah, as I say, they can run the there. table and everything, but at the end of the day, what does that mean? I, they're just not good enough to go that next level. So, I mean, I think Oregon, I think the thing you say about Oregon is that they've gotten better with each week. Um, I think they've obviously started taking in a lot of what their coaches, you know, kind of that mentality. Um they they are they are they are still they are a talented team and like even I said if, even if even even if they play Georgetown or Georgia now no but I will say like I will say this I mean and one thing we haven't talked about yet is I'm not a hundred percent sure Georgia's as I mean obviously as good as they were last year right 
because they've had some they've had some games where you're kind of it's kind of a little eye opening. Um, but again, no, they're still not on Georgia's level. They're not on any of the SEC teams level. But again, it doesn't take away from what they have been building towards this point in the year. I mean, do I do I think they're more worthy of being in the top ten to say like someone like a Penn State was? Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Um, they took they they went at a pretty red hot uh, you know UCLA team, a team that had their way against a against a Utah team that USC lost to. Yep. Um, and you know they just they ate up their defense, they ate up the clock, and they put a lot of pressure on that offense. And UCLA couldn't keep up. So I think Oregon's building. I mean, do I think Oregon's probably the best team in the Pac-12 right now? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, we're going to find out in, like I said, about three weeks when Utah, because I think, I don't know, if, I don't see Utah slipping up anywhere. So I think when Utah comes to town or if they got to go to Utah, I think that's going to be kind of dictate where who gets one of the uh, top spot or who gets one of the spots in the uh, Pac-12 title game. Because the U or Utah only has one Pac-12 uh, loss, so it's going to be very interesting. But uh, no, I, I again, I agree. I don't think they're there yet where Oregon's at, but it doesn't take away from what they've done from the beginning of the season to where they are at now. Because they're playing, a, they're a very confident team right now. Yep. Um, we'll see where we at. Let's get back to it. Uh, the first, oh, it's okay. So, yep, yeah, first game. Uh, Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Uh, we've already talked about OU, but Ohio State, Penn State, of course, State, Fox does this shit where they put a game like this during the same time as the OU game. Yeah. But also, too, why can't anybody – this is the perfect time for Penn State to have a wideout. They're at home against Ohio State. Um, and it seems like each time that Ohio State's had struggles in Happy Valley, uh, it's that night times in a wideout. And so I think that, you know, Penn State should really be pissed about this. But, again, I think Penn State's a solid team. I don't think they keep up with Ohio State. I think Ohio State wins this probably 42-24. That's that's good. I think it's close for a little bit. Um, Penn State, that crowd, everyone keeps Ohio State in check for a little bit. Yeah. Eventually it just becomes way too much. Um, 45 um, – 45-21. Okay. Um, let's see. It's always a weird game in Morgantown. Uh, TCU and West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I actually thought about that, too. Um, I kind of like West Virginia keeping it close. Uh, JT Daniels is playing some good football this season, That because and they're 3-4, and four, so no one's really talking about it. I think they have some playmakers on offense that can take advantage of some of the, the deficiencies in that TCU defense. But again, I think it's too much. Uh, I think it's too much Max Duggan. I think it's too much Counter Miller. Way too much Quentin Johnson uh, for West Virginia. I think TCU wins this probably. I'm gonna say 38, 28. That's a that's a good score. Um, I'm interested to see what West Virginia team shows up. Uh, two weeks ago, um, they beat Baylor 43-40. Mm-hmm. Um, with that Thursday night game. Yep, great uh, game. Offensively, they were uh, fantastic, uh, did whatever they wanted. Then you go right to, into the next week, they're at Lubbock, and they scored 10 points against a Texas Tech team. Yeah, gross. You know, just could not have responded any worse. Um, so what team shows up? Is it the team that, you know, can score, shows that they can score points, or is it the team that just kind of 
implodes on themselves. And, um, and you know, I mean, getting to host a top ten team is always a good feeling. You sure. know, Like you said, Morgantown, there's a lot of pride there, a lot of crazy fans. Um, I, I like this game to be more def- def- defense. I think we'll see both teams play some pretty solid defense. I like it lower scoring. I'm going to go TCU – 28, West Virginia 21. Okay. I'm going TCU. Um, and I'm going a little higher. I'm going TCU uh, 33 to uh, 33 28. Okay. TCU. Um, just start kind of speaking to these because yep. we got to get to the NFL. Yep. Um, Notre Dame, Syracuse. I was very impressed with Syracuse on the road at Clemson. Um, the other day, uh, Notre Dame, I have not been very impressed with. I mean, it's lucky that A&M and Oklahoma have been playing this season or a- and Notre Dame would be the most disappointing team in college football. But um, I like Syracuse in this game. I think Syracuse has got a good team. Um, I think it will be close, but I'm going to say Syracuse 24-17. This just feels like one of those games that Notre Dame finds a way. just finds a way to win. They're not very good. They 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 don't do anything well, but it's going to be too much for Syracuse. Um, I'm going to go twenty eight seventeen. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Syracuse. Uh, let's just go twenty uh, All right, the biggest cocktail party in the world in Jacksonville. Uh, Florida, Georgia. I uh, I think Georgia blows them out. I think Anthony Richardson turns the ball over a few times. I think Georgia probably wins this. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say thirty-five-seven. You know, it was fun to think Florida was good for a second. You know, I mean, hung with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hung with uh, Flo- uh, Kentucky. They had that great opening um, game against Utah. You know, beat Utah to start the year. You know, and then ever since then, they've just been very eh. Yeah. You know, and um, I think if this was at Florida, it would be a little closer at Georgia. I think Georgia's starting to. Well, remember, this is it. This is technically in Florida. It'll be in Jacksonville. Right. Uh, I guess that's right. It's the Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, but, so, I mean, Florida fan, not mm. not at the Swamp, I guess is what yeah, I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. The Swamp is um, a different, different place. Absolutely. Um, I think Georgia had their scare a couple weeks ago. Yeah, against Missouri, mm-hmm. and now they're just ready to you know full steam ahead, and uh, they're going to get they're going to be playing some of their best football. I think they blow Florida State or Florida, excuse me, Florida out. I'm going to say this game is 42 17. Okay. Uh, I'm right there around with Preston. I'm gonna, I was going to say 38 38 10 uh, for Georgia Florida. I don't think it's going to be close. I think, Flo- I think Florida's—they're a little gritty. They have a little talent, but I think Georgia's just too much. So yeah, um, I'm, we don't want to talk about Oregon, California. Uh, the big one in the Big Twelve: Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Um, I like the Pokes in this one. Uh, I don't know who's playing quarterback. I don't know if Adrian Martinez will be back. Um, I just think it'll be too much Spencer Sanders. 
Um, that defensive line will make enough pressure. I think they win this game. But I do think it will be more of a defensive game. I'm going to say this game is 27-17. Wait, where do you even see that? Because I'm – am I tripping? Right yes, there. you are tripping. Um, this is definitely a game I like OSU in. Yeah. The fact Kansas State's favored, I'm just like – it blows me away how many – I don't know what it is. OSU is one of the easiest ta- teams to make money on because of the, how disrespectful the lines they get. Yeah. Um, you know, this is crazy asinine to me. Well, we're not even sure what quarterback's going to be playing for Kansas State. OSU is going to go in there. Uh, they're going to take care of business uh, on the road to the Big 12 championship. So um, I'm going to say OSU, OSU 35 Kansas State twenty eight. Okay. Oof. I'm going. Uh, and we don't know if Martinez is going to play, right? I have no idea. No. Um. I'm going to go OSU. I'm going twenty eight. Uh, let's go twenty eight twenty four. Okay. OSU twenty eight twenty four. Um. Let's see here. Uh. Kentucky, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a big one. Um, rivalry. Uh, I think I think Will Levis and uh, uh, Rodriguez coming back healthy for, t- for Kentucky's big. Um, but that crowd's going to be fired up again. They're going to be rocking the Halloween uniforms this weekend. And Hendon Hooker um, and Hyatt are just going to keep, keep that train rolling uh, before their big matchup in Athens. I think... Tennessee wins this game. I'm going to say they win it about 38-24. Speaking of Tennessee, next week, what are y'all got planned for the game? Tennessee, Georgia. They have the time for that game yet? To be determined. No, girls girls right. gone now. The boy can make plans. Yeah, okay. Oh, All right. See if y'all want to come through and watch the game. All right. I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what time it's at. Yeah. yeah. If it's if it's eleven o'clock, I couldn't. But anything past eleven, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't buy. Working? I I I'll say this. <laughs> I cannot. I already. I just looked at see if they had the time or set up for that game yet, and they already have Georgia as a thirteen and a half point favorite in that game. I look. I can't buy that. That, that seems wild. Yeah, but we took. We can make some bets, you know. Maybe call yeah. God. Well, we could talk. Wanted to get that out there. No, yeah, I'm definitely down for that. I got. I mean, here. I mean, the Iowa State game. I'll be just be sitting at home, just hanging out uh, before, uh, you know, later the night, going to that the Tulsa Theater uh, Halloween party. Oh, Brady Theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Tulsa Theater. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna be cool. Anyways, I can't uh, believe I, I don't know if I've heard anyone call it the Tulsa Theater. I don't know. I get. I mean, yeah, it's I always the Brady to me, but. You know, anytime you say that, there's always that one person to be like, "It's the Tulsa Theater. Yeah. They changed it." Yeah, politically correct. Yeah. Um, anyways, Kentucky, Tennessee, Preston, what do you got? Man, I like this game in the 30s. I, when I, as soon as you said that, I go, "Okay, I, li- I like that." Um, 35-21. I think it's just too much hooker. Get um, well, I'm going to change the score. Too much hooker. Say, uh, let's go 37-24. Okay. Tennessee. Okay. All right. Well, I think then the, the, I don't see anything else really. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's, that's good. Go it's, it's a good slate of games. games. It actually is a good slate of games this weekend. Hours, so. It's just a lot yeah. of build up going yeah. into everything else. But, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's jump to the NFL. 
Um, instead of breaking down every game, I just want to talk more about the storylines. We're kind of in an interesting point in the season where you know we got trades. Obviously, McCaffrey gets traded. Yeah. It's a, it's a, uh, all everything's for sale going on with the James Panthers Robinson. right now. Yep. Um, James Robinson you know, got traded. We see. Yep. James Robinson getting traded. Uh, this is where we're really finding out the the pretenders uh, from the contenders. Um, where do you? Because uh, obviously we find two teams that lost this past weekend. Um, both. Here's what I found. Whoa! Excuse me. <laughs> See, he's like, I want to chime in. Um, we got two Hall of Fame quarterbacks go down to two XFL quarterbacks. Obviously, you know I'm talking about uh, the Packers and Tampa Bay. Are these two teams? You know, because. I think one is clearly better than the other, especially right now. They're just not do, executing the way they should. Yeah. And what does the other team have to do to kind of get back on, on track? Oh, Luckily for see. them, the division they're in is going to end up being the, the saving grace. Yeah, Tampa Bay. But what, to me, the Packers roster are a player or two away from – Getting right back on track. Go sign okay. Odell or go just trade for a receiver. Yep. I was just going to say. Go don't. get a receiver. Please Absolutely. don't sign Odell. This team is built for running the football and playing defense. Well, they refuse to run the football. Their defense stinks. And, well, their defense has had trouble, but it's obviously – I've obviously watched a lot of the Packers games. Uh, got Aaron Rodgers, got freaking um, Aaron Jones. So I've got a lot of time invested in that. Sure. Um and it's not so much that the defense stinks. I think it's all the pressure is on the defense, period, where the offense isn't performing like they have in the past where they could just rely on Rodgers to mm-hmm. bail them out of something. Now it's like, no, you got to hold the team in check just so Rodgers can try to figure something out and yeah. score some points. So I think if they get a receiver, they get things going, that, that they're going to be okay. So what receiver can they do? We see that they could go get because I have one clear in mind, but it doesn't seem like it seems at first you they thought trade about tra- free trade. Trade. I'm trade. DJ Moore? They, DJ Moore is the one I would think, yeah, but no, they, Carolina has made it apparently clear they're not trading DJ Moore. And I, I don't I don't hate that for the Panthers because yes, you're starting over, but he's a young, talented receiver. You don't need necessarily need to get rid of that. Mm-mm. That's kind of what you want to absorb with those picks. And all that. Find your quarterback. Have a receiver for that quarterback. Um, th- there's stuff to work out there. But yes, Odell is obviously the 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 one we can all point to right out the gate. Going that would help that team a lot. There's been three that they mentioned. The Packers, though, I know we're going to go into you know what receiver should they get. But tell me this: you run in a two running back set. Who's the three best players on the uh, offensive side of the Packers at this point? Well, I mean, it's the running backs and Rodgers. It's A.J. I mean, Dillon. It's yeah. uh, Aaron, Jones. Is, Aaron Jones. Has A.J. Dillon really been the – can you make it clear that he's been the third best? Because A.J. Dillon has not been very good the last few weeks. Okay, I, get, I hear you. But, but, but it's not like his fault, I would say. More, yeah, it's the way they're using him. It's, you know, I mean, him getting tackled in the backfield, that's not really on him. That's that's offensive line just stinking. Yeah. Um, what if they actually had – a good amount of set plays where they ran two running backs, maybe have A.J. Dillon in the count of a full. I think we talked about this before. 
maybe have AJ Dillon kind of in that fullback. Yep. Uh, who was a great? Was it All Scott on the? Was he the fullback for the Bucks? For the Bucks back yeah, in the day, yeah. You know, maybe have a role where he's doing something like that, right? You know, receiving, running, and you know, you have Aaron Jones as your as your starting running back. Mm-hmm. I think having both of them on the field would make a hell of a difference because you obviously don't have the receiver talent to where Aaron Rodgers can beat Aaron Rodgers, right? I don't know one other than Tom Brady. I don't know a great quarterback that hasn't thrown to a great receiver, right? Yeah. So I feel like having that two running back set, having actual plays for them to either throw from the throw the flats, uh, you know, maybe even them be the first option. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of take away the fact that, you know, these receivers – Stop putting the pressure on these trash receivers and, you know, just use your backfield. Yep. And then when you when you see an open play downfield, then you attack the receivers and see what they do with it. They, but yeah, they, I, that's, they, that's, that's just how I feel. They've got to be successful. The they've got to find ways to use what talent they do have. Obviously, there was a reason when you started this season with the roster you had, you said, all right, this is our team. This is what we got. Well, invest in that and, you know, really – Go, okay, you're our guy. Expect your guys to do like getting Dylan the ball, like running the ball with Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't have a passing game, then, well, run the ball. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty simple. I mean, but they refuse to do that with having Rodgers at the helm. And that might be a Rodgers thing. It might be a pride thing. I, I don't know. It, it, but it's not working. Um, cannot lose to the Redskins. Uh, Commanders. Me, Commanders. Yeah. Uh, that, that can't happen. No. And now you find yourself in a spot where they're going to have to grind to uh, to find themselves, you know, back in that playoff picture, um, you know, going forward. I mean, obviously big win from your Bears the other day. That They're they're moving in the right direction. Um, the Vikings are running that conference but, but right now. But as I say, the problem is you've got a freaking juggernaut of a team that just had a bye week that are ready to get back after it offensively and, mm-hmm. you know, play defense when they need to. When you've got an offense like that, Kirk Cousins isn't going Kirk Cousins mode. They're a dangerous team. I will say – be dangerous. I think if they did go look into trading, obviously DJ Moore was the first one that always comes up. Someone that I've seen that has been mentioned in being uh, – teams have gotten interested in, forgotten. I mean, you see the emergence of George Pickens, Chase Claypool – his name has come up in multiple t- teams looking at him to trade. Do I think he – I mean, I'm not saying he's a savior in Green Bay, but at, but if he can get his act together, is he a guy that could help out Green Bay in that, that receiving core? Absolutely. 100%. I mean, anything in that receiving core will be better than what they have right now. Outside of Lazard. Lazard is it. I mean, yeah, then you, I mean when you're talking about relying on old-ass Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, I think he's done for a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, Amari Rogers obviously has not – been the guy that they that a lot of people thought he could be in that offense. I mean, if you could go get a big body receiver like a Chase Claypool to go with Lazard, then you may. I mean, like I said, I'm not saying he's going to change the whole thing, but could he help them out pretty well? Yeah, I think he could. Let me ask you a question: If you guys say they should get Odell, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Packers should get. Obviously, that's the obvious. Yeah, to pick up a free agency. Four on the table. Odell has Packers in Kansas City. Which one do you think he's choosing? I mean, I mean, I think it's a safe bet to say Kansas City. Yeah, but right. Do you think? Do you think that he would pick Patrick Mahomes over Aaron Rodgers? Well, I don't know question? if you guys saw that today, but 
as of right now, it, it, he's forgetting. He doesn't care who the quarterback is apparently because him and uh, Barkley were going back and forth on Twitter talking about being teammates again. I could I could see that, but I think the smart move would he's just I think he's just having fun with this situation right now. Because he's the say, Giants are has put himself in a position to be needed again. Like no team is not is not gonna at least say yeah. something yeah. to Odell at this point. But But Daniel Jones was also force feed Odell. Yeah. You think so? Oh yeah. Daniel Jones look who he's throwing to right now. Yeah. I mean they're basically pulling guys out of the stands to play receiver. Right now, and I mean, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, might are hot right now too. They're hot. It's in New York. He loves playing in New York. He gets to be around guys like Barkley. I he mean, wanted to leave the Giants. Even say, York. even though Sterling is hurt, he gets to be around Sterling. He's a good friend of his. I mean, it's it's not a bad, and it's not like Daniel Jones is playing just god off football. Oh, he's playing, he's playing pretty good football right now. Yeah. So I think for Odell, I mean, if we're going to talk about it, if for Odell, it's smart to go to the Giants next year. Or, yes, it's smart to go to Kansas City this year. I think if you put yourself in the position to be with Kansas City, you're for sure going to be in the playoffs. You're for sure going to have the opportunity to have the spotlight on you to to perform. Once you perform, you'll probably get another big contract with the Giants. Hey, we're going to give you this contract. We want you to come back. We want you to be with this young core we have. We had success last year. Boom, boom, boom. You don't think yeah, so? I, I don't disagree with that, but I also think he almost has to. Because if, if I remember correctly, Giants don't have money, if, if, I'm, if I remember hearing that correctly. Uh, and if that's the case, then you take this, the one-year deal with Odell, this right now, and try to have him be the difference maker um, to help win, win that division because that division is disgustingly tough right now. And hopefully make some noise in the playoffs. I will say this. I don't know. I will say this. Because you look at the NFC and the ASC right now. I mean, you go to New York and you can help them out there. It's not like the Giants are far off from the best teams in the NFC. Because NFC hasn't exactly been lighting it up. I mean, I'd... I still think it's I still think it's a tough task. I still think it's a tough task for Kansas City to beat Buffalo. I th- I still think I think Buffalo. I think it's a tough task for Kansas City to beat Buffalo. But if you put Odell in there and he played like he did the second half of the year last year, dude. <laughs> yeah, can, I but, I mean, but, does, but does but does Odell answer. but does Odell play defense? Huh? He did. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, but you're you're right. You're right. Yeah. And they have to go into Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, right now they would have to go into Buffalo. No, I think Buffalo's the hottest team. And I still don't. They have no reason to be in the Super Bowl. Like, I'm 100% yeah. on your side with that. Yeah. But we're not going to act like Kansas City's some scrubs. Or, no, no, no. They're not. Like Mahomes just had 426 hey. yards passing yesterday, or last week. Yeah. Right? I, I want it here. Was it instead of, it was Something like that, yeah. That. Instead of us like breaking down each game and all that, I want to hear because, like I said, we're getting to that point where we're finding out contenders and pretenders. I want to hear from both of you your four AAC teams, your four NFC teams. I would say Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, and I mean, if Lamar can get it, if they get healthy and Lamar can start 
kind of get back to being Lamar, I would probably say Baltimore. I was to say, what a great addition having Edwards come back. I mean, dear yeah. God, they plugged him in there, and he it was like a <laughs> looked like an RB one. Yeah, but they but Lamar that passing game's got. I mean, that uh, passing game was rough the other day. It's a good time to break it down because you know what? Trust me, Sam. I know how rough <laughs> it was. Cause guess who Preston has on his team? Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. And I have Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and you know how frustrating it is to watch a top tight end. You know, a guy right on Travis's Kelsey's freaking heels. Of being the best tight end in, in football. Oh, he's on his heels. Now. Not. Oh yeah. Well, I've always that was you guys. I mean, I I watched I watched I watched the two I watched the two tight ends on Saturday play against each other on Sunday, yeah. and both them ball out. I just think it was absolutely insane. His only points were running were running the ball. Yeah. He had zero catches. He had zero catches. Zero. Against Catches. A very bad Cleveland. Because huh? he ran the ball. It was a run. It was like a snap to him. Yeah. I guess a very like middle of the road Cleveland defense. Yeah. I um I can't tell you how frustrating that is, but that's why I was talk- talking to you earlier. That's why when it comes down to when you're picking a tight end, like just say for fantasy uh-huh. purposes, you're like Kelsey or Andrews. That's why it's always Kelsey. <laughs> it is always Kelsey. Ten out of ten times because Kansas City. Finds ways to get Kelsey the ball. Because he's the best player. I, I've had Kelsey before in fantasy, and there's been times where he's had zero points at half, and you're like, is he playing? Like, what the hell is going on? Well, then all of a sudden he has like seven catches in the second half, yeah. probably a touchdown. And it was just like, okay, that's that's why. Because you know what? They know that he's the best tight end, and they're going to find ways to get him the ball. Lamar Jackson did not do that the other day. They did not put themselves in it. And they were committed to the run. They were committed to the run. That's fine. But obviously, especially in this league, we know you got to be able to do both. you got to be able to have a a passing game to complement your run game and a running game to come up. Well, they had Rashad Bateman back. Um, they had the you know Harrison. They're gonna be throwing. I mean, Deshaun Jackson is not gonna be a you know a world beater, right. but he's gonna be able to take Stretch the top the off. Yep. I mean, so they're gonna get this, these opportunities to get Andrews up. But at the same time, too, even when they haven't had that, Mark Andrews has found ways. They found ways to get Mark Andrews the ball. I don't know what was going on. I think it might have been a bad uh, game plan by the offense coordinator. I almost thought there for a second that the weather was terrible in in Baltimore because they were just committing to the run so much. But, I mean, Baltimore's offense is going to have to step it up because that other team in their division, that offense is coming alive, and and that defense is playing solid. Yep. Um, All right, give me your four NFC. Um, I'm going to say Philly, Minnesota, I gotta say the Giants right now, and then ugh. the Bears. <laughs> the Bears. Um, I, I don't know that that hey, the NFC the NFC West sucks too. Um, I guess I could, just because they who they got on that team the the Rams. Okay, but that even that's even kind I mean, of. I think you're forgetting one. I mean, I could say the Cowboys. I think that's the way to go. Okay, that I can I can live with the Cowboys then. I mean, it's crazy to say three from one division. But those are three, we picking like the four teams that we feel like are the best right now? Yeah, yeah just best teams. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Cool. So, all right, give me your four uh, AFC. AFC. I'm gonna go the, the four teams I feel like are playing the best right now. Mm-hmm. Just to clarify that, I'm gonna go to Bills, the Chiefs, <sighs> Bills, Chiefs. 
I'm going to put Ravens in there because I feel like Lamar Jackson, except for last week, maybe he's always kind of played at a high level this year. Um, Bills, Chiefs, Ravens. I got to jump on the bandwagon. I'm going to go Jets. I'm going to go Jets. Five and two. I'm going to get them their respect. I'm going to get them their shine. Okay. Okay. What about your NFC? NFC, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. <laughs> dial on, dial on, dial on, dial on. Four best teams. This conference is crazy, or this division is crazy. But let's go Eagles. No particular order. Eagles. Eagles, Giants, Vikings. Um, I guess Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the main. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty easy to be honest with you because it's a lot of teams that we had picked to do big things or take that next step I don't feel like they have I remember telling you guys I felt like the Rams were going to start off um, pretty slow and I didn't expect them to look like how they how this we're way. talking about a snail's pace slow you know what I mean like they they don't look like they have any spark to them whatsoever yeah it's just and you know it's too much talent on that team and everybody's making too much money for the Rams to be playing like this and well another older quarterback that we could be talking about that yeah is not far off from the other up. two is Matt Stafford I think he yeah. gave it his all last year well <laughs> I just like, so. once again I got to ride the trend that he's not healthy. You know, there was that elbow coming out of, um, you know, uh, the offseason that they were talking about. He, he continued to say that it has been a problem, but he does not even look close to the same quarterback that he that he was last year. No. Not even close. So Give me a four in the AFC. Um, I'm going Buffalo. I'm going Kansas City. I'm going Baltimore. And I'm going the Jets. Um Jets, obviously, huge loss the other day. Brees Hall, yeah. Brees Hall going down is going to be a uh, a problem they're going to have to deal with. Um, find ways to uh, – Brees Hall, now, to be fair, Brees Hall has kind of come on here in the last couple games. Sure. So they, they've been doing it without him before that. Um, but he was that difference maker. He was quickly inserting himself in that position to be like, Dude, this dude is for real, mm-hmm. and this guy is going to be a problem for a lot of defenses uh, this season. Um, so they would probably be, if I had to rank it, they'd probably be number four, um, barely on the outside. Now, however, I know you had them on yours. I will say Cincinnati's starting to look pretty gross. Yeah. Okay? They're starting to figure it out because I was calling them frauds. I was, I was upset that this team – could go from what they were last year to being so poor uh, in the beginning of this year. However, their schedule lines up so well the next few weeks to where they're four and three right now. They go five and three against the Browns, six and three against the Panthers, seven and three against the Steelers, eight and three against the Titans, and then they find themselves against the Chiefs at home. So they can put I, 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 their schedule just lines up very nicely. Um, having um, having the Chiefs and Bills in, I mean, I'll say it, the Bucks on there, um, not really a threat yet, but no. by that time, I think they they could possibly be having that left is ugly. Yeah, uh, sure. To finish the year uh, with the Ravens, that's ugly. Um, so we're really gonna find out this team 
but that's a nice little stretch to build some confidence um, to where you, you're going to be favored in all those games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you keep having weeks like you did this past week. Yeah, you're going to – you're going to be feeling pretty good. So yeah. they're, they're on the outside looking in. I just That's fine. I couldn't put them there yet because I think we're still I just learning about this team. I'm not getting, I'm not like trying to downplay the Jets cuz I'm impressed with what they've done. But the thing about it is is that Zach Wilson, it, I guess the thing to say is that he has not done anything to hurt them. Right. But he's also not done anything to where you're like, okay, now they're they're a difference maker. I mean, Green Bay being as porous as they are right now is one thing. Their defense is playing very well. Robert Sala has them playing very good defense. Um, obviously, Sauce Gardner coming in as a rookie wow. is playing unbelievable. Man. Shut down. Um, but uh, I mean, in the South. <laughs> it's the run game has been very good. Which getting James Robinson is going to help. Michael Carter is a good mm-hmm. complimentary piece with him. But if that running game cannot, if they make the Jets one dimensional, they are in trouble because. Do you you feel like the addition of James Robinson is going to put them? I think I just I don't think I. It's obviously going to help them because losing Brees Hall and what Brees Hall brought to that team. Um, because I love the Brees Hall pickup for them because Brees Hall was fantastic at Iowa State and he's been great especially the last few weeks for them. But James Robinson now the only thing about James Robinson that kind of does suck is that he he'll get more touches. Than he did in Jacksonville, especially the last few weeks, but he's not exactly going to. I mean, he it's going to be kind of all, a little bit of the same thing because Michael Carter is also going to get mm-hmm. his fair share of touches. So, yeah, no, they, they had to make a move. I, I like. Oh, the I move. agree. Um, I think that helps them stay competitive because um, it makes well, was it better. That a situation where you think uh, Robinson noticed that they were kind of going uh, etn etn side and probably said something like, "Hey." Get me out of here, or put me in another situation, and they. Yeah, that's a tough position to be in because obviously we know that you know running backs' lives are short lived, yeah. and it's like all of a sudden the, the new toy comes in and it's getting all the playing time. You're just like, oh man, like yeah. I, quickly, you find yourself disgusted with the situation because it's not like they're winning. On top of that, no, it's not like you have okay. Well, at least we're winning football games. It's like no, you're losing football games. And you're not getting to play. It's like that's that sucks. So and that's, I, I mean it. they seem and again even with traded that it was named that he. I mean it does seem like he might be a little banged up too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but again, which is fine. He can learn the playbook a little bit more. Michael Carter is more than capable than, of running that offense uh, with them. Uh, whether his complimentary pieces either Ty Johnson or Tevin Coleman, but um, it's going to be it's a good fit for uh, Robinson. It's going to be. You know, good for the Jets to have him back there. But, again, it's one of these things where they need to see Zach Wilson start taking these next steps. Yep. Um, and, it, I mean, the and again, the, so the Ravens, because they have they have played well. Lamar has actually not played very well the last few weeks. Yep, last two weeks. Yeah, yeah he has uh, not been great. Um, that game against the Giants, uh, he did cost him that game. I mean, just flat out. Um, and even that game against Cincinnati, uh, he wasn't very good. Uh, he missed. He overthrew some uh, guys uh, that were wide open, that were easy touchdowns, walk-ins. Um, so I, I mean, hopefully he kind of regains his confidence. He's going to need to. He has a good defense to do this against against a kind of struggling Tampa Bay defense on Thursday night. 
So it's going to be very interesting watching that game. But, uh, you know, Lamar, if, if Lamar can get it going, then, yeah, the Ravens are right there, easily a top three ASC team. I get But I think they're also going to run into the issue that of not having enough talent at the receiving end eventually. It's, they it's have got, some playmakers. It's got to catch I mean, up to them at some point because yeah. they it's almost been too quiet. They've almost had too much success with what they've had. Yeah. To where you think eventually that is going to catch up, especially probably the playoffs. Their running game it's, will, helps a lot shade oh, over the fact absolutely. that they don't have 100%. that down. What's so weird to me is that I don't know what they didn't get out of Marquise Brown that we have seen so far this year when he before he got hurt because he just looked like a completely different receiver. Yeah. With Arizona than he does than he did in I do believe Baltimore. Well, I do believe that that I mean, that's for one. Their connection is very good. They're obviously got a special um, relationship. You know, the obviously teammates yeah. at OU boys. I mean, literally, Kyler was seeking out Murray or Murray <laughs> uh, Brown to get him there. I mean, there, there's like a special bond there that I think automatically just makes them have better chemistry. Was it me or did he also look like he was in better shape? In Arizona, that he did in Baltimore. Yeah, I think he, and I think he that is he too. Get the I mean, ball more. Yeah, I mean, I think that plays. I think I think sometimes we take it for granted how how uh, much a you know a quarterback like Lamar Jackson probably takes away from some of these receivers. Um, you have somebody like Marquise Brown, who. How tired do you think these receivers are when they have to run down the field every play and not get the ball? Like how much yeah. do you think that affect? How much do you think that affects them mentally? Yeah, I think they and, and physically because you're blocking, you know, you're running, you're you're doing everything else except getting the ball, and you need to get the ball in order to get paid, right? To make this worth it. Yeah. So I think that's why you saw Hollywood Brown come in so different. I'm going to play with my boy. I'm going to play with Kyler. We have a connection. We got a good team, et cetera, et cetera. What now? DeAndre's back. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. No, um, but Brown's out for the year, right? Uh, he's out for at least four weeks. Yeah, as I say, the the, the second diagnosis came back. It wasn't as bad as the first was. So, which by is. the way, it would be nice to see him get out there with you know who back. Yeah, and even if he was rusty on Thursday night, still looked pretty damn good. Well, it's just funny how automatically offensively wasn't great that the Arizona wasn't, but obviously having a new shiny toy, Murray took. Yeah, full advantage of that. Except in the red zone. I, I don't understand what Cliff is thinking throwing fades to a 5-7 receiver right. when you have DeAndre Hopkins back. No, that that does seem silly. Uh, real quick to finish up my list, uh, it's Philly, it's New York, it's Minnesota, and it's Seattle. <laughs> I know really? I know that's crazy, man. I've watched a lot of these games hey, so far. Gino didn't write back. And, and hey, they're, <laughs> they're balling Gino out. Gino didn't write back, bro. And Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker to beast, me, yeah. yeah. Right? Absolute beast. The the problem here, and this is why if I was saying going forward, I, I would not have them on this list. Uh, you know, DK's out. Um, doesn't sound like it's going to be too long, which is good news. Um, but everything's just working for Seattle right now. It's like they don't have the pressure of the Russell Wilson mm-hmm. stuff anymore. Kenneth Walker's been a fantastic. Uh, of course, Geno's played amazing. I mean, he is absolutely balled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense is coming along. Um, they're just doing a lot. And the only reason why I put them in front of Dallas at this point is because Dallas has some things to figure out the quarterback position. Yeah. I mean, that that you can't have this. Uh, Dak's got to be your guy. 
right? He's and you got to make him feel like he's that guy. The fact that they were struggling uh, offensively, and you just kept hearing, well, you know, what would Cooper Rush be doing right now? You know, I mean, like you can't have that happen. Yeah, so, no, hell no, you don't have that happen. We pay it's guy. For the, it's for the psyche of the team. It's for everything because that defense. Oof, that defense is good, man. That defense is very good. I, I, I yeah. hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. That defense is good. Parsons is an absolute freak. And they just find ways to get to the quarterback and cause issues. Is this Dak's second game? This is his second full game, yeah. yeah exactly. Let Give him time to get his shit together. Well, people. that's why I can't put him on the fort. The, in that Cooper fort Rush came in and did exactly what he was supposed to do. When you're back up well, in the league. Well, he exceeded expectations. Okay, yeah. he exceeded expectations. I mean, he was, but yeah. at the same time as an NFL backup, you're expected to come in and perform and, and do the things you need to do to get the team by to the start of coming yeah. back. I give Cooper Rush his flowers. You have put yourself in a position to be looked at next year by a team that needs a quarterback. Yeah, he'll make money. Right? So, I mean, if Chase Daniel can make money back, as a backup, so back, Cooper back Rush. is still the best quarterback on this team. Give him time to get, it on the, you know, get his feet under him. And, and, and connect with this offense again and be in sync. And I think they'll be perfectly fine. Because if he's firing on all cylinders with the talent they have on that offense and the talent they have on that defense, man, I hate to say it, but fuck. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. As long as he's – as long as he's – he doesn't have any type too serious of injury, Zeke has looked a, lo- a little bit more like Zeke. Zeke, yep. Um, with Pollard, that running game has been very good. That's always a good remedy for a quarterback. Still working his way back in. Um, they've got the uh, they've got the Bears coming up, um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting with Dallas. Uh, I I really a problem. I mean, Seattle's played well. That NFC West is a mess. I mean, I know San Fran got a, a McCaffrey, but they also just did get blown out. Um, that defense, you know, wasn't very good against, you know, KC. Um, but going forward, we'll see what happens. They're going to be a team to watch out. I think they're kind of a fringe team. Um, I mean, the problem is that I just – I think there's good teams in the NFC, and I just think the rest are all kind of mediocre to bad. I mean, the AFC South is – or the NFC South is – I mean, Tampa Bay's right up there, and they're 3-4. and four. I was about to say, who's the bigger disappointment right now? Is it the Chargers or is it the Bucks? Well, could we throw Denver in there too? Well, no, Den- yeah, I think Denver is the biggest. Well, missile. for me, it's the Chargers. It is the Chargers for me. Yeah. Because there was so much hype, and there's so many play, what we would say playmakers on the defensive side and the offensive side. Not JC Jackson's out for the year. Justin Justin Herbert has not played well. Not at all, dude. Um, Keenan Allen has has been non-existent. Um, now Mike Williams is out. Um, you know, Austin Eckler is actually, I mean, Austin Eckler's played like, you know, fantasy football Austin Eckler. But at the same time, too, it's just like, I almost feel like this, I don't know where this, what the offensive plan is. Um, they, they still don't have much of a running game as good as Eckler's been because he's done most of his damage in the passing game. I mean, I just, it's, it's a weird team. And that defense, even with all the people they have, it's still not very good. Missing Joey Bosa to go along with Khalil Mack. Now the J.C. Jackson's out. Derwin James has been okay. Um, I mean, they just they just have not been very good. They've been. I I would say right sit so right now. You guys agree? The Raiders to me are clearly the second best team in that division. It's it's turning into that, which is crazy. But you're I mean you're right. I think they are clearly the second best team in that division. I'm um, too excited over there. 
want to say that. I was saying. You know, they were. Uh, I mean, they're, it's like they're starting to finally come along now. A lot of that has to do with Josh Jacobs playing out of his mind, playing for a contract. RB three. Josh Jacobs playing. Yeah. Football. I want to say that I was telling. You know what? Let's finish. let the season finish. Yeah. I mean, he's say. he's a, the on the contract. I mean, and it seems like now. I mean, obviously now. I mean, it, it it really looked like from that KC game, but the DeAndre, uh, the Devonte and Derek Carr connection is really starting to come together. I was gonna say, let's not forget they're two and four. Yeah, so, no, they're two and four, but they're they're a really good two and four. I know, they're I agree. They're not like I trash agree. two and four. Yeah, they're they, like, they've had a tough. They played some good teams. They've had a start, tough yeah. start to the beginning of the year, but I mean, two and four becomes a pretty no. tough. Turnaround. Two and four is two and four, especially, especially in the AFC. In the yeah. AFC, yeah. So two and four is two and four. They need to, but like you said, these star players are starting to really get everything under them, and the connection is real. And Josh Jacobs is balling out. So you know, let the season play out. Let's see what happens. Um, you know, forget they got some solid playmakers on that defensive side as well. So, yep. You know, let's 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 see what happens. I uh, I just. I don't see Denver turning it around. Um, they have no offensive identity. Um, that defense is so good, though. That defense is very good, The pro- and it's being wasted by that offense. Yeah. I mean, Russ is, I mean, here, not again, another aging quarterback who has not been good. Um, and, again, they, now there's rumors talking about that teams have been sending them calls about someone like Jerry Judy getting traded for. So, again, it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, I, I mean, the Chiefs are clearly the best team in that division, um, but I mean, even at two and four, I like the I like the Raiders a lot more than I do the Chargers or the Broncos right now. Okay. Well, before we move from NFL talk, I want you guys. Is, I was going to ask you guys this question. Um, give me your favorite player, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the best. It could be the most improved. It could be the best. It could be your favorite player from each uh, AFC and NFC. Who are you most excited to watch right now on both sides? I mean, I can't. I mean, AFC for me is clearly Josh Allen. Yeah. I just, I, that dude, I mean, and you could just because just the improvements he's made as a passer. I mean, as a runner, I mean, he's, 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 yeah, he's a smart runner. He's a smart runner. But as a passer with the touch and the accuracy, I mean, it's, I, I, I get what Mahomes did. Um, uh, against San Fran, but if you looked at that game against Buffalo, I mean Josh Allen was the clear better quarterback. Uh, what do you mean? I just he that for me. No, I'm talking about that game they played against oh, each other the other day. Okay. I mean, I don't think honestly it's very close at this moment right now. Um, Mahomes is great, but Josh Allen is playing at another level. I mean, Josh Allen just needs to win. <laughs> I mean, that's win, all he's win, been doing. Win, win a Super Bowl and, or win, you know, beat Patrick Mahomes to get to that next level and then he could take that throne. Oh, for, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, right now, there I don't there's not a better quarterback in the NFL right under me than Josh Allen. No, no, he's playing lights out right now. That's he's stupid. definitely the best quarterback. Yeah, it's dumb. Every play right can be a touchdown. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. But every every he's definitely the best quarterback in the league. They, but you also look at that like that last drive, the touchdown drive to Take the lead in that KC game, and they just you know clutched with running and passing. No, he has all the tools, bro. Um, he as, has all the tools. Just do it when it matters. Right as far there. as the NFC, fuck, um, man, that's tough. Uh, I don't know. It'll be. I will say this: it'll be interesting to see how Christian McCaffrey fits in this San Fran offense. Man, and if he stay, and if he's huh, you don't have an NFC player. 
That's what I'm saying, to Christian, oh, McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. If Christian McCaffrey stays healthy in this offense, now the only thing that will slow him down will be his quarterback, which is what happened the other day um, for San Fran. But, I mean, Christian McCaffrey would be up there. I don't know. Justin Jefferson's really fun to watch. Yeah, dude. He, he was my number two. I'm going to go for my number one for running back, or is a running back, and it's because he's been healthy. And that's Saquon? And that's Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I get that. Okay, that's a good one. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, it's cool. Like, I've watched a lot of their games so far, and even the plays that aren't really turning into much, he makes a guy miss on a play and, uh, you know, starts cutting up field, and you just get that sense. It's like, bro, he's like one quick one move away from breaking one. That's a really good one. Yeah, and, that's what I He's just been oh, fun to watch one, so far because he's up there statistically in rushing yards. He's got six touchdowns on the season. He's doing a lot of good things. You know, you just pray for his health. You know, you're, you're praying those hamstrings, those, see, those ACLs, you're glad, you're glad everything. To see this, this yeah. back. There's, two, there's two guys right there. If Christian McCaffrey and Saquon can stay healthy, no. the, then they're two of the funnest guys. They're two, to watch. Yeah, two of the funnest ones to watch. Uh, my other guy, like, was, want, my other guy see, was Jefferson. Because, yes. I want to see Saquon take his lead back, to be honest with you. Yeah. No. I want to see. I want to see him take his lead back, yeah. and I, and the fact that he's on a team where he can, you know, they're obviously going to get more prime time games, and people mm-hmm. are going to be able to see. Oh, Saquon's back, bro! I'm loving every bit of it. Yeah. So yeah. this is the Saquon we knew for sure that he was the entire time, but injury wouldn't allow us to see it. So yeah. And then, like you said, I mean, it's it's freaking Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. No, I mean, it's just it's it's like watching a col- college football game when he's on offense, and that's so rare to see in the NFL because like he's running around back there he's breaking you know tackles he's throwing on the run he's doing all that and you're like god I'm watching like Bryce Young play you know in in a in a big SEC game it's just crazy it's it's um, yeah, Bryce Young that's like 66 <laughs> yeah, if Bryce Young had Josh Allen's arm then like the crazy no, no. the craziest thing about, I'm just talking about Josh Allen is he's like the prototype Typical right. like size for a quarterback. He's, like, he's the guy I, I make on Madden. I mean, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. No, like, low key, bro. He, he, it's, that's, it's a, that's it's a quarterback who has a rocket arm and can run. <laughs> and can run. And it's like he's literally he's doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's he's stupid. straight up a cheat code. If, da- if Dan Marino could ru- could have run like Josh Allen back when he came in, then yeah, the, the I mean, yeah. who knows what the yeah. Dolphins would have done? Yeah, that's so. true. Because they because that's that's as as far as arm wise goes, that's who he really kind of reminds me of. Um, but the fact that he can run like he can. Who's Dan his, Marino? Huh? I was about to say. <laughs> Who's your two guys? Yeah. My two guys, Josh Allen for the AFC. Um, and then for the – it's not even close, honestly. It's Josh Allen. And then for the NFC, uh, man, hold on. Actually, you know what? Let me let me look at something. I will say this. A guy we, ha- we didn't talk about. Um, who deserves the love um, is Jalen Hurts. Hey, I was actually he's third. Yeah, I've actually thought about him for a second, and I was like, I, it, it is, but he doesn't have the same pop. But he's just playing so well. Yeah, that's the best part is he's just playing really good football. He is. Yeah. If I was I was gonna be petty and pick uh, Devonta Smith, but I didn't play him against you. Uh, but yeah, I was gonna Jalen Hurts is definitely up there as far as one of the better talents. But I'm going to go uh, Jefferson. That's fair. I think Jefferson is the guy right now in the NFC. I think he's the best receiver top, receiver in the NFC. Top, top two, top three. Um, yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's just so funny that him and him and Cousins are just so in sync right now that they literally can turn a quarter into like a hundred and thirty yard uh, receiving quarter. Yeah. You know what? Cousins may keep a job just to keep Jefferson happy. Does that make yeah. sense? Because I think right now, at this point in his career, I think Jefferson is the franchise for the Minnesota Vikings right now. Yeah, He's the franchise player, and I think if him getting his targets from Kirk Cousins will keep Kirk Cousins a job. For I agree. A while. I think so. Yeah. Um, you got a player that talented, you give them what they want. And if he wants Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball, he's going to get Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball until yeah. Kirk Cousins can't perform anymore. So, Yeah. Um, very interesting in the NFL. Uh, there's got some good games this weekend. We will be putting out, like we did this, we'll do our, we'll pick, get some uh, college picks, um, some NFL picks. Antoine, uh, would you like to join me and Preston in picking spreads and overs instead of straight ups? Well, a lot of times when I send them, <laughs> I literally send them while I'm at work. I'm just giving you like, shit, dude. Oh, oh, okay. By the way, good job. You went five and zero on those picks. <laughs> nope. Uh, did I? Yeah. I thought I lost. Uh, oh, you lost K State. I lost Kansas. Okay, sorry. So you went four and one. Yeah, we but yeah, before we before we get this um there is a bet that is owed and we will record this. Uh, a couple of uh, podcasts ago we uh we did make a drink bet on uh Tennessee and uh Alabama. Just make sure you do it over the carpet, bro. Um Preston uh took the tide. Uh me and Antoine rolled with uh the Vols, Rocky Top. And uh, they came out victorious in what is definitely the game of the year so far. Um, you know that that's all. It's one of those. Ga- that's a game that even if you lose, you're not mad about because it was so good. Um, but again, you know, Preston likes to ride. He he rides with the tide when he can. Um, and this is just one of those times. This is just one of those times that the uh, tide uh, it came back to bite him. And so, uh, Preston. Got two things to say. Garrell always pays his debts and uh, roll damn tight. <laughs> oh yeah, little spillage, but I'm trying to figure out how that man always managed. Good job. Uh, there is one other major uh, sporting, you know, event going. Well, there's two. I mean, the NBA started. We we just we'll get to the NBA we still soon. Do, uh, entertainment. We entertainment, but we're, still, we're going to talk baseball, and then uh, we'll get to entertainment. But yes, the MLB playoffs are going on right now, and they have been. Well, at least the in a NL side has been electric. It's been yeah. Uh, we might as well dive in. Uh, Yankees Astros. Uh, Great series beginning with the Guardians for the Yankees, but they get to the Astros. Um, and uh, I'm sorry to say the uh, Astros went in and swept the Yankees. Hey, they're our daddy. They're I'll, the, I will, I'll be the first to say it, man. The um, season is over. Season's uh, over. Very disappointing, obviously, with the judge season. Um, you know, very promising start to the season, historically, uh, beginning of the season, um, or historic. Um very disappointing, man. Obviously, you should never get swept in the playoffs. Uh, these should be the most competitive games possible because you're, um, you know, it's the best teams. Yeah. Um, or at least the teams that are playing the best. Um, you know, Yankees got it together there at the end of the year, so I thought they were going to be able to, you know, piece it together. Um, 
not to make excuses, D- not having DJ LeMahieu hurt us really bad. Um, he was the perfect guy to plug in there in the uh, leadoff spot. Uh, ben Nintendi not playing, that really hurt us. Um, three out of four guys that we got from the deadline didn't play. Wow. Um, everything just kind of you know, went to shit. Um, no one could hit. Um, judge was very disappointing. Um, defensively, you know, we, we fell apart. It was just one thing after another. It didn't matter what part of the of our uh, the game of baseball, we found a way to uh, to blow it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Astros have played really good. Um, they're a team that shows you that you cannot give second opportunities to. Um, they'll make you pay every single time. You know, we had the costly error in game two, the dropped fly ball uh, error game three. Excuse me. Game three, and yeah. um, you know, two pitches later, they hit a two-run bomb, and you know, Cole all of a sudden's getting taken out of the game. You know, not not too long after that, and it's just things like that, man. It's just disappointing. You had to, had to play a perfect series to beat the Astros, and uh, we were far from it. So, all I can say going forward is uh, find that pot of gold that you said that you're going to have waiting for a Judge, pay him, and then let's figure this out. Um, I th- you see it, Judge being a Yankee next year? You, you know, I what percentage do you give Judge being a Yankee next year? Seventy. Okay. Um, just because he has said the right things, um, and he just doesn't seem like the guy who's going to just run off just because. I think his heart's in New York. Um, if the right opportunity comes, what, could I see him leaving? Yeah. Um, you know, today they said um, the Giants put it out there that. They will not be outbid for Judge. Good Damn. Lord. Good you know, Lord. That's from, putting that's on the he's table. He's from California. That's, <laughs> that's on, on the table. table. He's from California. It, I mean, could I see that making sense? Absolutely. I just hope that we can figure it on our end and be like, here's the money. Here's this. You're now the captain of the New York Yankees and take us to the promised land because – he would be one of the first to tell you that he did not perform in the playoffs. I mean, very poor play from the guy who's led you all season. Um, you know, he he has to be better. He he shares a lot of this blame. There's a lot of Yankee fans that don't care if he comes back. Um, and, you know, it, it, he's fun to watch, obviously, during the regular season. But, you know, we're – the New York Yankees are about championships. Yeah. And when you're not producing in the playoffs, ask ask A Rod how that went for him in yeah, no 2009. He was one of the best baseball players in baseball at that time, and the, his own fans hated him because he was garbage in the playoffs. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? And it's like so they got to figure that that part out. Um, congrats to Houston. They've they've built a team that I mean, literally every aspect of the game. They are uh, they're they're good at and um, I just all I can say is go Philly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm we'll, we'll be yeah. No We're all Philly fans yeah. on this yeah. podcast. We, we are right a now. Philly pod now. Nobody yeah. for the um, Astros. Uh, well, one two, the Phillies are just more fun than the Astros. Oh, for sure. I mean, what they're doing there, they're having. I mean, it's electric. Like you yeah. said, it, it really has been. The fact that uh, Harper is having his postseason run like he's having. Is incredible. Well, this lineup that we we've talked about this lineup. Just to, we'll go ahead and switch over to you know. Yeah. 
this lineup that we talked about that was like could be a kind of almost you know quote unquote murderer's row. It's like it's they're starting to come around at the right time with Harper playing as well. Um, Schwarber kind of got has gotten out of his slump. I um, mean, he hit that absolute missile. Just nuke. No kidding. Um, Rice Hopkins uh, has been great. Or Reese Hopkins has been great in the uh, was great in the NLCS. Um, you know they they could probably get a little bit more out of Castellanos, but Segura defensively and has had some timely hits offensively. This team is just playing very well right now. Their pitching has been really good. Um, this is what they were they built their team for. I mean, to make these kind of runs. They just needed to get in to get hot at the right time. And I don't want to take anything away from San Diego because San Diego played really great in the playoffs. Uh, they just ran to a hotter team. You know, how big – if there couldn't have been a worse way for you to have to come back next year as Tatis, it, it would have, it's how this has all played out. You know, you finally beat the Dodgers, yep. right? Without Tatis, it's like, oh, we did it without Tatis. Like, it, it, it's almost like he was off the hook a little bit, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you get there and you run into a, another super hot team, and you lose. And now everyone's like, well, can you imagine if we had Tatis? And he's right back on the hook. Yeah. And it's just like, boy, I, I, to say I feel sorry for him, I, I don't want to say sorry because you think he, he was he off did the hook this, at all. I think a little bit just because they had beat the Dodgers. I, I don't mean, think when you make as much money as he's making, you should ever be off the hook. Not off the uh, Yeah, but the Dodgers had owned San Diego. And for them to have – because remember, guys, we're playing for second place right now. The World Series champion is the Dodgers. They, they, if, you, if you guys didn't see what I'm talking about, the L.A. Times already declared the Dodgers the World Series champion. Well, the L.A. Do- the LA Times is – some but of the bigger homers before the uh, before the playoffs even started. Yeah, because uh, they said if there was ever a year that the playoffs should just go ahead and be canceled, because one wow. team is so far superior yeah. than all the others, it was this year, and then they get bounced. It's just the greatest thing ever. But um, back to what I was saying, Tatis though, I felt like he was let off the hook a little bit. It was going to take them to win it all without him for him to be completely forgiven. But I think there was a lot less pressure on him, and then he got right back on it after they lost because they they found themselves like, man, they, they needed that superstar. They needed, uh, you know, their, their Harper to be on the other side, smashing some bombs, being electric, you know. I, I know that's why they have Machado. I know that's why they've built the team that they have. Then when they got Soto, yeah, yeah. But you want to see, you want your best, your superstar player to be available, and the fact that he's not, he's sh- he's on the hook. I don't ever see him being off the hook. Matter of fact, I don't see him being off the hook until he come back next year and fucking play like his contract or play it's just, and, and do it in the postseason. Too. It's just going it to be so disappointing yeah. for him. And if I'm a San Diego fan, it's disappointing that this all went down because obviously if you – I mean, unless you find some way to re-sign Soto, which I just don't see happening. Um, I mean, God, just imagine that lineup with him in there with Soto, Machado, you know. You I think mean, they traded for Soto just for a year rental? I mean, they essentially did. Yeah, I mean, pretty they, much. I think Soto's. I mean, um, here's my thing: is if I'm the Yankees and I miss off on Judge, I'm turning that money around and trying to get Juan Soto. Well, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> I mean, that's that's got to be the move. That has to be. And the that's move. why you got to figure it out quick with Judge. 
uh, because it's like, yeah, if we can't get Judge, that then yeah, you got to move on to the bigger, uh, you know, the other fish you see. I mean, I don't know. I got that newsletter in my email talking about from the owner saying they were going to make moves in the free agency. Okay. Okay, bro. What are um, moves in the free agency? Yeah, no we're shit. We're going to sign a 33-year-old former all-star for a $400 million contract. Why don't you tell That's me about to go? Why, why don't you tell me about to go trade for either Trout or Otani, and then we can talk. <sighs> but um, uh, I mean, yeah, you go. So, I mean, so, but I as much it's like uh, one evil to another. Um, it's like, do would you rather see? Soto in New York with the Yankees, or would you rather see Soto in L.A. with the Dodgers? And I'm really getting sick and fucking tired of the L.A. Dodgers. Yep. And so, I mean, the How Yankees you get tired of the Dodgers and not be t- no disrespect. I am. I'm, t- I'm always tired of the Yankees. Yeah. I'm always yeah. tired of the okay. Yankees. I was just about to but say. the Dodgers are real because I don't know where the fuck Dodge they, they are getting all this money for all for everybody. I don't know where they're getting it. It's like I don't know where the Rams are getting all their money. They, to the, they bank at the same place the Yankees. God, they can't. that's what's happening. But um, <laughs> no, I just, I mean, obviously, yes. It's just going to be so frustrating for San Diego fans because they had Juan Soto, they had Machado, Josh Bell, who they got from the Nationals, was starting to wow, play pretty man. well. Um, I mean, it was all, it was all right there, and for him to be out. And then, of course, as a Padres fan, you watch your you watch this other team's superstar uh, with one swing knock them into the World Series. Jeez. I mean, you just think about what your superstar could have possibly done. I mean, it, it is frustrating as a Padres fan. And then again, you still have to wait what fifty something games, sixty something games before he comes back. Yeah, I mean, start the year, yeah. it's tough. And so, uh, but again, you know, Padres. I still think the Padres got some things to look forward to because. To be quite honest with you, I do wonder about the future of the Dodgers. We talk about all that money, but that pitching staff isn't getting any younger. Um, you know, it'll be interesting. Freddie Freeman played great, but I mean, Freddie Freeman's not getting any younger. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with some of those other contracts. But let's stick with the Phillies. Um, let's just stick with the World Series. Obviously, the Astros are, it seems like they're on a mission. Um, is there a way for the Phillies to take out the Astros in the World Series? One hundred percent. It's they got to continue to ride this hot streak. Hell yeah! They can't give them second second chance opportunities, and you know no bro- days off for Schwarber or or Harper. Yep, they need to be on every game. Yep, yep. And, and even, even if they're not getting a hit at every at bat, obviously that's not a thing. But they need to be there when it matters, right? Yeah. Um, this pitching has to show up. Sometimes we – I think the Astros are the better team. I'm going to be honest. With I think you. they're more complete they're, team. They're the more complete team. But the Phillies are the hotter team. And if you looked at the way baseball has worked out and, and when it comes to these it, situations, it, it, it is hard it's to, always the hotter It is harder team. to call them the harder team, though. Astros haven't lost in the playoffs yet. And they, t- they just did t- – Okay. Right. I think they did they, – we talk about the Phillies being hot. They did sweep the Mariners, who were one of the hotter teams yeah. in baseball. I know what you're, I know what you're saying because it yeah. does feel like the Phillies the are on the Astros st- have been hot all year. Yeah, well, as I say, they're just I, that just to me just makes them the better team. Yeah, that's why I'm like to beat a better team that is also playing their best baseball. Um, Everything you, has to go right. M- for you. Mistake free. I yeah. mean, essentially, because guess what? Someone else is going to have to have the timely hitting, other than Harper. Because eventually, they're not going to pitch to him. 
I mean, the fact that they were pitching to Harper in the eighth inning last game, it, it's it's so it's it's asinine. It's the definition of stupidity. He is the hottest baseball player on the planet right now, and you're going to throw to him in a big t- situation? No, you let someone else beat you. You walk, and he beat you opposite way. You you pitch around him. You intentionally walk him. You do whatever you got to do, but you do not give him that pitch there. Well, this oh, is when he, this is when you turn. He, he hit the best player. But he's so hot. He beat that team yeah. going the other way. Right. Like you don't really see that. I mean, I mean it's a man, it's a man home run. That's yeah. why I think the X factor for the Phillies is going to be Nick Castellanos. Yeah, as I say, it's going to be have to be someone else. It, I mean, because obviously Schwarber leads off. And then you have, then you get Harper. It's got to be the guy behind. Whether it's, I will say, it's, whether it's Hoskins, Hopkins or Hoskins, uh, or Castellanos, whoever's behind Bryce Harper is gonna have to pull, step it up. Yep. Um, give it. Let's go ahead. The because we won't be. You know, go ahead and give me your predictions uh, because the it starts Friday. Uh, we won't be back till next week. So, uh, what do you think? I, I'm going. Um, I'm going Astros in six. Um, trust me, do not want this to ha- happen. I hope I'm extremely wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope Phillies take care of business. I kind of got that sense that Astros are on a mission, man. It just eventually luck or that 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 streak that Phillies on is going to come to an end. Um, and I just don't think they have an, enough. I mean, what what's embarrassing is Altuve barely hit. Alvarez barely hit, barely hit against the Yankees, and they still were able to sweep the Yankees. Those guys are too good. They're they're they timely hit. They hit timely home runs. It's going to be just too much for the Phillies. I hope the Phillies smack that ass. But if I had to bet on it, I'm going Astros in six. I, I think the ghost. It almost is reminiscent. Of a hot Astros team going against an NLA, NL East team, <laughs> and we saw what happened last time. I am going to take the Phillies in seven. Um, I just I because I do think one, the Phillies do it just like I the Nationals had. Um, I do think they had the better they had the best player in the series on the team, in Harper. Um, I do agree with everything you said though. They it, they are going to have to stay hot. Um, that's why I think Castellanos or Hoskins is going to be that X factor, and they're going to keep that offensive uh, that offense flowing. Um, they're going to have to get some big games out of Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, um, but I just I, I just think that the Phillies this is what they've put together. Um, this is why they they built this team as for moments like this, and I just think. Too. I just think this team is. I think they're going to be. I think they'll be ready. I, again, it could be a thing that happens. La- happened last time. Maybe all the home teams lose, and uh, that's how it's determined. I don't know, but I just think that the Phillies are going to find a way and they're going to make it happen and uh, get that uh, get that World Series ring for uh, the city. And what has now become what a time to be a Philly sports fan. By the way, with the way the Eagles are playing in the in the Phillies, Eagles, Phillies in the and the World Series, yeah, things are going well. I will say this: I will put it this way: if the if the Astros do win, it will I, it will suck. I will, the one person I will not be uh, upset with it about though for is uh, Dusty Baker. I I, I I I like Dusty when he was the manager for the uh, 
Cubs. Yep. Um, so if he finally does get that, that's bring in two thousand three. If yeah, well, there was a lot. There was things that was out of Dusty's control. I know, bro. I just. But again, he got there with the Giants, and they couldn't get it done. I mean, the Cubs were right there. You know, he had some good Reds teams. Dude, he's a good. He's a, he's a good manager. manager. Yeah. So if Dusty does finally get that ring, I will be very happy for him. I will not be happy for anybody else for Houston, but I will be happy for Dusty. Uh, <clears throat> I'm with you, Philly. I'm going Philadelphia Phillies in seven. I just, I'm just on this thing where, man, like, the the hotter teams that aren't supposed to be there just have the most grit and the most passion to get it done. I think the Astros have had a great season. I think they are the better team, more complete team. Um, but they've kind of been riding this high bandwagon, and I think somebody's going to knock them off. They're undefeated. They really haven't been tested in the playoffs. And I think Philly is coming in at the right time, and they're going to test, especially after the way they won against the Padres. I just think they're on fire right now, bro. Yeah. I think they're going to test and pull everything out of the Astros. And honestly, I can see them going down 0-2, going back into Philly, and then coming back. Um, Well, it's always tough to – It's tough picking against Justin Verlander if he's starting game one. Yeah. So I, I he hasn't been great this postseason, but yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go Phillies. I'm gonna go. It's gonna be a great series. I don't know what y'all doing Friday, but we can maybe do something. <laughs> I, this <laughs> mother, you are, you are this <laughs> dude hasn't asked me to hang out since I lived here, and <laughs> all of a sudden his girl's gone, and he's making plans for Friday, Saturday, <laughs> his birthday, Jesus' Saturday. birthday, Jesus yeah. Birthday. Um, I think it's going to be a great World Series Um, We definitely should watch a game at some point I agree Um, But I think it's going to be a great World Series Um, You know uh, I I can't wait to watch it I think the playoffs have been very good so far this year Been a lot of fun But um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting Uh, We'll see how it goes Um, Like I said, we're watching NBA right now Gold State, Phoenix um, again, soon we will do. We will talk NBA basketball. We'll do what we did for like the college football and the NFL. NBA just comes on at the wrong time, bro. Oh, time. Time. every year. Well, this it's is what makes ball. October so good, though, because you have college football in full swing, MLB playoffs. You have the NBA starting, hockey starting. Which, by the way, we will try to talk more hockey this go around. Um, but uh, for right now, I, the last thing to talk about is entertainment, real quick. Um, I did want I mentioned to you guys before, but Monday I would like to do the horror movie draft on Halloween. Um, we could sit and you know it's going to be uh, Bengals Browns on uh, Monday Night Football, so um, watch some of that. But I'd like to do that, we get more specifics about it. But orange teams on Halloween, huh? Yeah, no, yeah. Um, real quick, a uh, couple new movies I saw. I did see Halloween Ends. I can tell you, I was very disappointed with Halloween Ends. Um, I, it just it went in a completely different direction than I thought it was going to do. Um, I I I will give a franchise props for like doing different things, but I just you know not to I'm not trying to spoil. It. I know you guys aren't very excited for it, but even then, just some of the decisions they made. I just I I don't know I just couldn't get behind. It's so not original anymore. Though. I just the, well the problem is is that none of those I mean the slasher I mean slasher they really should not have done a trilogy. That's where they made the biggest mistake. They should have ended after 
uh, the 2018 Halloween that had that concluded everything perfectly. But the problem is they had already pre-announced they already announced a pre a trilogy before it was already even the first one was done. So I think that was their biggest mistake. Um, there were things that I liked about Halloween Kills, I, but there was just some other bullshit in that movie that just took it way out of it. Um, with Halloween Ends, I mean, very creative with some of their kills. I will say that it just it just was. I mean, for a trilogy, it just went more out with a whimper than a bang. I gave it. I think I gave it three out of five stars. Um, it just you know, it, it just could have been so much better. Yeah. And then uh, we saw Black Adam. Um, Black Adam. I will let you give your review real quick. Review first. Uh, I don't know. I was kind of talking about this yesterday with a couple guys at work. Uh, one of them was like, "Man, I love the movie." Uh, action was a ten out of ten. The action was good. Action for me was a ten out of ten. It's the storyline was it was a solid storyline. I was able to follow it. I thought it was a pretty generic storyline for generic. A, yeah. Um, the acting for me is just what gets it. And I know I'm being nitpicky, but God, like I know the Rock's movies are sometimes cheesy, and but you know it's bad when the Rock's not the cheesiest one. Well, I liked well one you know they mean? when they they with him doing something different than what he normally does. With him playing more the anti-hero, it also goes into fits into what he's probably done with his wrestling background. That no, heel turn, no, that was great. Because he wasn't his acting wasn't was fine. Wasn't bad. It's not like he was he was really just effing people up the whole movie. If I'm being honest with you, yeah, I think. But, the, but you know, it's just some of the other stuff that went along with it. Um, I just thought it was kind of cheesy. The best part, obviously, to me, I don't know how you feel about it, was. After oh the mid season the mid season uh, credits the, the, the scene that was yeah that was no spoilers part. here but that was definitely for yeah, me not even Marvel hasn't come up, up with a good uh, see, uh like mid uh, scene or end scene credit Until scene now. like that in a long time <laughs> so, um but um, no yeah, I thought I, I would give it like if I have to rate it right now I would give it like probably a three seven. A three seven. That's how I'm feeling. That's three, a, seven, three seven three eight. I would love. I I want to see another one. I think the action was absolutely amazing. Um, he was a badass in the movie. He was effing people up. So I loved every aspect of that. Yeah, and it's so different from like other superhero movies. Yeah, because he's not just like beating people up, bro. He's murdering people. Oh, he's fucking people up. <laughs> like, murdering people. This was originally going to get an so, R. It should have been. Yeah. I would have loved it to be. But uh, but it was just some other things for me. I just thought it was a little cheesy. The storyline was kind of generic. Um, but yeah, it was... I'll give it, I'll give it a 3.8. I think some of these... I think do think some superhero movies can get away with some cheese. Um, I thought the story was pretty basic, pretty generic uh, for, an or, for a setup story. Um... I do agree with some of the acting um, that wasn't great. I think the one thing I also didn't like too is they focus a little bit too much on the Justice Society, the JSA, a little too much. Um, the only one that they could have focused 
I, I didn't mind them focusing more on was Dr. Fate. I thought, I thought Dr. Fate was awesome. Um, but this is The Rock's movie through and through, and I thought he was great. The action was, oh, he was good. The action was great. Um, I mean, it just really sets up more stuff for this. I'm right there with you. I think I gave it, I, yeah, 3.75, 3.8, you know, whatever would be kind of a B plus. Um, I, I got, yeah. The action saved the movie. No, I'm not going to say saved the movie like it was a bad. The action made the movie to me because he was, he was badass. The only thing that, and it's uh, weird to say about a DC movie, is that this, this villain, a DC villain was very like, like this is like it's kind of Marvel level stuff what they did with the villain because the villain you just looked you looked at him like I mean you you pose no threat yeah. uh, you pose no threat at all and it was it was a pretty like bland yeah it was pretty bland you know, the that, the, was trash, the, he was a pretty bland villain so that kind of takes away a little bit of it um, but it was kind of bland so that there that, was no like good like challenge you're right I, but yeah well i mean at the they they do make black adam just like absolutely indestructible i mean watching the third time of hawkman getting his ass whipped by uh black adam i was like you have no shot dude stop no he literally stop and the, th- the cool thing of the difference between black adam and uh the other guy with the cape mm-hmm. is uh black adam does not give a fuck Oh yeah, like, he's going at you, bro. Like there's no holding back. There's no I don't want to hurt you. Like no, I want to. I want to. Yeah, I will. So, I will end. You. And that's. I mean, that's that line. He's like, when Hot Man's telling him, we, you know, heroes don't we we don't kill people. And he goes, well, I do. And it's just like, yeah, well, I believe that because you are you are showing no mercy to anybody. No mercy. So and so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun watching him going forward. Um, you know, I mean, again, number one in the box office. This movie's gonna do well. Um, see how it ties into stuff like Shazam. There will be a number two. There will be a number two. And I hope it's the number two that me and you yeah. are thinking. Well, I, again, I don't do spoilers, but I want that character to have his number two movie first before they uh, they do their stuff. But um, two, you mean number three? No, it would be number it would be number two, his solo movie. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Um, but, again, I had a good time with the movie. I thought it was enjoyable. Um I know the critics shit on it, whatever, and the, but the audience score is great. The fans loved it, so uh, I that'd be one I would definitely recommend. Um, I, as far as Halloween ends goes, you can watch it. I am still trying to debate what I I came out of it thinking it was better than uh, Kills, but I've over the last week thinking about it, I'm still now trying to debate which one was better. Um, I mean, the thing about Kills, watching Michael Myers just fucking slice that entire town. Um, those are the kind of things I love. I got you. Um, but that's it. That's that's the newest stuff I've seen. Uh, the only thing I wanted to say was I finished um, House of Dragons, and it was fantastic. Great. Um, you know, kind of had slow beginning of the show, then like that. But the uh, the last episode was this past Sunday. Watched that and uh, loved it. Loved how it set everything up. Really sucks. Got to wait till two thousand twenty four. <laughs> For the new season. That does suck. That is always a buzzkill, especially how they left it. Um, but, yeah, definitely definitely riding this train. Really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I'm right now this month has just been nothing but horror movies. So next month I'm going to start hopping on some shows. I definitely plan on watching Andor because mm-hmm. um, I've heard nothing but good things about that. Um, 
I'm finished. I the one show I am kind of finishing up is Atlanta. Uh, I've really enjoyed this last season compared to season three, but yeah, right now it's just nothing but horror movies. There you go. All right, guys. Well, that does it for us here today. Another nice uh, two and a half hour episode. So uh, hopefully you made it here to the end. Because um, yeah, we'll obviously start incorporating a lot more entertainment. Gonna have um, our horror horror movie on Monday, so we'll be talking about uh, that our uh, ho- on Halloween. And um, but yeah, make sure you follow us on social media. Make sure you're keeping up with everything we're doing. Our picks, our, our drafts, everything we got going over there on Instagram and on Twitter at your mom's favorite threesome. So make sure you give us a follow, and uh, we appreciate you listening. You guys have a great day. Chitty chitty bang bang. Later, guys. <laughs>